Thanks for downloading the Preston and Steve podcast from WMMR. It'll begin right after these words. Now, more with Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Today's Wednesday, October 28th. Some birthdays today. Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. 35 years old today. Happy birthday to you. Uh, been in some great movies. Gladiator, Walk the Line, uh, Signs. He was in there as well. And a lot of people don't realize that he was the little kid. He played Gary in Parenthood. Yeah, the one who uh, is uh, masturbating yeah. uh, to the uh, to the VCR. Yep, exactly. And he's also insane, apparently. There's been it's... nothing from him since that last little... Uh... We, we've heard nothing about... Because apparently, you remember, the idea was he was going to drop out of acting. He was going mm-hmm. to enter uh, into a hip-hop career. And uh, there was footage, and the question, it was on that uh, very painful uh, interview with David Letterman. Yeah. And uh, the theory started to be floated around that this is all part of a comedy, Borat-style movie that he was doing. Right. But we haven't heard anything about that. No, not in a while. So maybe he's backed off of it. We'll have to see. He's 35 today. Julia Roberts has her birthday. She is 42 years old. And uh, And you have her face and her smile in her teeth. Dude, I just... You know what? The only movie that I really found her attractive in is Pretty Woman. I think she's she's a good-looking woman, but in in a lot of the the movies that she's in, they paint her to be a sex pot. No, she's not. so smoking hot and gorgeous. She's not. I just don't get that. She's a pretty woman, sure, and hence nice. in the movie, movie like yeah. a pretty woman. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, other, other movies, I just I, no, I don't see it. Her best work, I think, is uh, that one little ha <laughs> the Kathy video. You know what I'm talking? No, what are you what? talking no. about? Oh, come on, the video that they from uh, what was it? Duplicity? Yeah, yeah. Where, oh, oh, the, where the they creepy just... <laughs> face. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, it's a creepy that. face with Kathy going. Ha, That's right. Ha. We have this somewhere floating in cyberspace. Oh my gosh, you forgot about this. No, no, I remember okay. the face, but I don't remember the hang, 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 but I want to punch you in the face right now for doing that. <laughs> I want to punch you in the face for not remembering. No, that. but I, you know what, I remember the face. It looks scary as hell. See if you can find that, Nick, yeah. and uh, and put that back up. But anyway, uh, she's obviously, you know, one of the most successful actresses of all time. Did you like because of that video where she's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was mostly it. Press, right. I know right. you liked um, the movie Charlie Wilson's war. Did you like her in it? I, I thought she was good in yeah. it. Yeah, and she looked good in it she, as well. She did, yes. And but they did. I mean, they painted her. She's like a debutante in that movie. Right. She's not uh, a you sex know, pot, goddess like an Aaron Brockovich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Aaron Dorkovic, uh, forty-two <laughs> today. <laughs> Ethel Dorkovich, which was a parody that Steve did, which was very, very funny. Uh, let me see who else do I have here. Andy Richter. Late night with Conan O'Brien. Is he back on there? He is back yeah. on. He is his epic man, basically. And it's good that those two are back together because uh, Andy is the one that uh, Conan sends out to do a lot of these on the street sort of things. Right. He's uh, 43 today. Very funny guy. Uh, a gal I had a crush on for a long, long time, Jamie Gertz. Yeah. Uh, is uh, 44. Is that a TV show that she was no, on? No. Over. No? Done. That was done. She looked really good in it. Lost Boys. She looked yeah. really hot. Yep. Um, less Than Zero. Less Than Zero, yeah. Very sexy in that. She but... was in a horrible movie called Solar Babies. Do you remember that? I do remember that. That was no. terrible. No, it's the science fiction, apocalyptic, rollerblading, rollerblading, <laughs> futuristic yeah. kids. Wow. It was solar babies. Uh, and uh, or another bad movie she was in was Twister. Holy Jesus! Uh, she's forty four. Here's a sexy woman, Lauren Holly. Man, wow. Uh, Dumb and Dumber. She's yeah. She was with Jim Carrey for a while. Yes, yeah. they were an item. Yep. She's uh, picket fences. 
46 years old today. She's also in Any Given Sunday. Yeah, she's uh, done a bunch of stuff. Uh, Dennis Franz, hot. Yes, so hot. Got to see his hairy ass on NYPD Blue. Uh, and he was also in Hill Street Blues for a little while, too. Yep, he played the same character. Uh, did he really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Was that the case? He went, yeah. Sipowitz? Yep, Sipowitz. Wow, 65 today. And then the last birthday is billionaire co-founder of Microsoft, Bill Gates. Wow. 54 What do you get that dude for his birthday? Richest man in yeah. the world, right? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Hands down, above all. It has to be. Any, any you know, uh, Shake shakes or, or anything like that. Battle or roll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and also has uh, Asperger's or has a mild form of it. He's Does he? Yeah, from what I understand. I didn't know that. That's, that's the word. So he's huh. like, uh, you know, socially awkward, but. You know, he's a, he's a genius oh, and makes sense. pathetically rich. Do you remember, the, did they, uh, was that his yacht or his ship that they showed? It was a, uh, or maybe it's owned by Microsoft. Yeah. with the corporate. Was there um, a U2 connection? Wasn't he and Bono hanging out? Uh, at one, weren't they hanging out one point in like Con I think last so. year? And they showed his yacht and it's just was like the size of a, you know, uh, a freighter, ocean yeah. liner. Yeah. And then actually the part, there was a part of that yacht. I think I'm remembering this correctly. That opened up. And show, and in it was an actual yacht that we would still consider big. Yeah. So the secondary rescue, rescue yacht right. was still one that we'd go, wow, yeah. that's a big yacht. Wow. That's pathetic. Yeah. When your rescue yacht yeah. is awe inspiring, yeah. you're rich. What do you do with all of, when you just have all of that I money? Don't, what do you do? Is anything, does anything excite you? You know what I mean? That's, a, that's, that's the, the question. question I have, Kathy. It's like, what? Because I like to go, oh, a new video game is out. Right. I bought it. Right. But where do you get that excitement from? A new yacht is out. Or even, right. Or even a new experience. I mean, you could do anything, anything you want to at any any whim you may have that is legal. Uh, you know, you obviously can just go out and do immediately. That's when you'd have to start buying and selling humans. You know, <laughs> just to keep things interesting. I think just to keep it interesting. Wow. You know? <clears throat> anyway, he's uh, 54 today. All right, let's go for an answer to the stupid question. When a new pitcher is brought into a game, how many Warm-up pitches, is he allowed? I got George who wants to take a crack at it. George, how are you, man? All right, you guys rock. Thanks, yeah, George. Hey, what is the answer? How many pitches are allowed? Uh, they get the maximum of eight. That is correct. Eight. Yeah. eight pitches and eight pitches only. And since you got that correct, we have paintball for two from uh, Ridley Park Paintball, where the action never stops. And you can visit RPS. Wait, rpscpaintball.com for more information. All right, to the entertainment stuff. Angelina Jolie reportedly slept with her mother's boyfriend when she was just 16 years old. Oh! The supposed information is revealed in a new biography written by Andrew Morton, who has also penned... Owns all the steakhouses. No, no, uh, not Morton's steakhouse. Wait, the steakhouse genius is writing about Angelina Jolie? Isn't that wild? Uh, He has two passions in life, steak and Angelina Jolie. Wait, who is this? He's also penned controversial tell-alls about Tom Cruise, Madonna, and the late Princess Diana. I don't know how reputable this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is is it the case where she seduced the guy or the guy seduced her? Well, here's what it says. Now Magazine quotes a passage from the book in which a source revealed uh, Marceline had, and that was her mom, Marceline right. had, had a living boyfriend who she was very much in love with, but Angie slept with him when she was 16 and barely out of school. Her mother wow. found out and ended her relationship with the man. The book claims that the affair seriously damaged Jolie's relationship with her mother who died of cancer. Honestly, naked. In 2007. Uh, she was, uh, she was, uh, 
with John Voight, and they had Angelina Jolie. Yes, the insider that revealed the information to Morton also said when Angie admitted to the story to her uh, bro- admitted the story to her brother James, which was just a few weeks ago, he kissed her. Even no, he turned on her. She has hardly anyone left in life who likes or trusts her. Uh, that oh, seems kind of weird. So that's according. To I mean, this she seems like just every every author. sister who makes out with her brother, right? Right, and then sleeps with her mother's well, boyfriend. She was, I mean, when she was younger, she was a cutter, and yep. she was very strange. Remember she, had a, she wore a vial of Billy Bob Thornton's blood yeah. around her neck. She's not as weird any no. longer. Uh, I mean, she's still obviously not normal, but, um, you know, I wouldn't doubt if something like that happened. So The question is, in all these cases, uh, you know, do the looks, uh, would the looks compel you to put up with the freakiness? Yes. In other words, would it be worth it <laughs> to put up with that freakiness? Look, look at her. Yeah, but she's you know amazing. what? I saw her in that movie Wanted recently. She's looking a little scraggly. She, yeah. I've been saying that for a while she's now. Looking she's looking a little scraggly. She's too. She looks like a skeleton. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. You could only deal with a bizarre activity for a little for while. So long. Yeah. Uh, she's probably cool though, too, right? Like she probably is. Yeah. She seems. Know. You know where you, where you can tell the way she reacts with fans. So yeah. She'll go out. And she'll go across the yeah. street yeah. and go across the line and sign everything and shake hands. Excuse me, and somebody who does that to me, that indicates they're they're pretty cool. Casey, didn't you see her in person? I saw her in person at the Atlanta airport. I mean, it was just, uh, you know, in passing, but up close, you know, she was just as beautiful as she is uh, on uh, on camera. But I, I just, she, she, she smiled she, at you, right? She, we smiled. We looked at each other. Uh, eye, contact? I, eye contact? Eye contact. And I said, did oh you my just, God. Did you just... Did you drop your man batter? <laughs> no. But it, I was walking and I wasn't Subtle even. Steve. <laughs> I didn't realize it was her until the very last minute. And then when we came, literally. Yeah, literally. With, with, <laughs> within, within feet of each other. Yeah. Uh, you know, a couple of feet. And, uh, yeah, a couple. Uh, <laughs> that's when I realized who it was. And I just, we made eye contact and I said, Oh my God! And then that was it. Then the moment was over. You just said, "Oh my God!" Oh my God! And then she smiled. And then I thought we just kept I walking. thought you had said her name. No, uh, okay. no, no, no. Right. I didn't say her name. But wow. Okay. Well, anyhow, uh, this this book uh, has an interesting tell the tale as far as her being 16 years old and banging her mom's boyfriend. Jeez. Yay. All right. A writer who worked for David Letterman. Uh, nearly two decades ago, claims that his show was a hostile, sexually charged atmosphere. Uh, Nell, Just like him. Nell Scovell, <laughs> who worked for the program for five months back in 1990, writes five in, months? in Vanity Fair that during her employment, she was well aware that Letterman and other high-level male employees were having sexual relations with female staffers. She also claims that the female staffers in question were, quote, benefiting professionally from their personal relationships. Well, that was the issue. Yeah. Like, uh, one of the people that he had, uh, you know, he would elevate these people who uh, maybe weren't the best writers on staff and the other people would complain. Uh, Scovell added, did that make me feel demeaned completely? Did I say anything at the time? Sadly, no. Uh, she said that although sexual politics played a role in why she eventually quit the job, uh, she's not looking to take any legal action against Letterman or the show and no staffers were referred to by name in the piece. So Interesting. She says that's the way it felt while she was there. Uh, eight-time Grand Slam champion Andre Agassi admits in his upcoming autobiography that he used crystal meth 
death. What? Oh, yeah. In uh, 97 Ooh. and lied to tennis yeah. authorities when he failed a drug test saying that he accidentally drank from a spiked soda oh. leading yeah. to the results being thrown out. Uh, the book comes out November 9th and Agassi says that it was an assistant named Slim who introduced him to the drug. You diabetic man. And he describes <laughs> snorting it for the first no, time. No, I, I haven't, Slim. He said uh, there is a moment of regret followed by vast sadness then comes a tidal wave of euphoria that sweeps away every negative thought in my head. Hey, tennis boy, come I've, over here. I've never felt so alive, so hopeful, and I've never felt such energy. Uh, by late 97, uh, Agassi had dropped to number 141 in the rankings, so it totally yep. coincides right with when his game yeah. fell apart. Uh, but he resurrected his career the next year and eventually finished 1999 as a top-ranked player. Uh, he retired back in 2006. Yeah, I don't think meth is a, is a drug that an active uh, winning uh, sportsman can, can continue with. Yeah. yeah, no way. Didn't Jennifer Capriati get all mixed up in that Ooh, stuff? Yeah. Was it meth or cocaine? Uh, a little bit. She dabbled in a little bit of everything. Really? She started off with pot and she just kind of spiraled down and she was on fire yep. at the time. She was just poised to be the queen of tennis and it killed her career. And then she tried making a comeback and did fairly well, but yeah. it never, never achieved her former status, but it, it, uh, it destroyed her career. Uh, Kate Goslin <laughs> is convinced that the world cannot get get enough of Kate. Uh, the reality mom who admitted on Monday night that she wants a career in front of the camera will star in another TLC special on November 2nd. Awesome! Star Magazine reports that Gosselin will sit down with NBC's Natalie Morales for a one-hour special called Kate, Her Story. You must be out of your goddamn mind! Which will air in place of John and Kate Plus 8. Uh, the network also announced that it will air special episodes of John and Kate Plus 8 throughout November, which will feature top moments from the show and never-before-seen footage. Mm. Well, the, 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 uh, the ratings, apparently, without John, you know, and with, like, this one that aired on Monday night, were, were damn good. So they're, they're encouraged by that. The last original episode of the show will air on November 23rd, and that will be it. It'll be gone. Uh, <laughs> Lindsay Lohan's dad. Oh! <laughs> appeared uh, yesterday on Maury Povich <laughs> to make a dramatic plea to his daughter. Um, when it comes to 19-month-old <laughs> Akilah, Preston, you are the father. Yeah. Let's see how the last 48 hours have been for Preston. Uh, Michael Lowen first called the 23-year-old, quote, a hollow person who he couldn't even look at. Whoa. Before pro and I love you, honey. Uh, before promising to save her life. Uh, while delivering the message, Michael added, I hate to speak publicly like this. Of course yeah. he does. Yeah, you hate it, don't you? He loves every second of it. So he goes on, on Maury. Do you yeah. think if he went to Oprah that she would say... Yeah, come on, because it's involving Lindsay Lohan, and she's had her on I don't, before. I don't think so. I, I think that, that that he's looked at as such a rube and such an idiot yeah. that she would pass on him. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that he goes on, you know, he's on the Maury show, which at this point is a paternity test and women who are terrified of pickles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, is, is that is that where you make the heartfelt plea to get your daughter back? And the the uh, giant, like, three-year-old who saves yeah, old McDonald's. Super fat kids. <laughs> I got that someplace. There's no way that <laughs> no, nah, I, I don't think Oprah would do it. You're right, Steve. He's he's viewed as too much of a uh, of a uh, uh, a clown. Yeah, you know, he's just he's a, an attention whore. Yeah. All right, so here is the bombshell. Corey Feldman's wife has filed for divorce. <gasps> it's happened. Even if he wrote the song. Yes. 
even after he wrote and sang part of that song for her because he couldn't sing the <laughs> the chorus, which we have. This actually. is from uh, the from two, the two Corys, and this is one Listen, of the most embarrassing things ever ever caught on video. When I when I came into work this morning, Steve was in the office watching this, and I told him to turn it off because <laughs> I get embarrassed watching this, seeing him attempt to sing this song. It's just oh, this. Corey considers his ballad, his super power ballad yeah. to his wife, and in the in the clip which we'll have on PressingSteve dot com, uh, she comes into the backyard and he has it all arranged oh, to sing this to her. Yeah, there's a band and, and when it, when uh, violins. To, when it comes to the chorus, uh, he doesn't sing it. He has some chicks yeah. sing it because uh, she's a better singer. But do you want to hear a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The wife is walking by the pool. Yeah. And crying. There's balloons and all kinds of things set up, and he's set this very romantic scene. And then the music begins. Time flowers bloom He's really going for it, yeah. too, here. Never come too soon. Well, this audio sucks, but it's all right. <laughs> Look at him bouncing in front of her, too, watching the video. Oh, my God. I mean, even on a karaoke level, he's not a good he's singer. He's horrible. He's not a good singer. And he just slavishly believes that he is a great singer. That he's a rock star. And that he's a contemporary of Michael Jackson's. Oh, my God. Uh, here we go. Yeah, here's the original version. This is the studio yeah, finished product. And it was almost like a dream. I think what happened is she just got sick of hearing this song. Because <laughs> that's all he would say. Wouldn't it be funny if this was the song that actually drove them apart? Oh, man. Susie Sprague, that's her oh, name. Far too hot for him. Oh, yeah, she's she's hot. Uh, she's seeking sole custody of their five-year-old son, Zen. They have a five-year-old child? Yeah, as well as spousal support, according to court records filed on October 22nd. Uh, the couple got married on uh, in October of 2002, just nine months after meeting in a nightclub during the filming of VH1's The Surreal Life. Uh, their wedding ceremony was officiated by MC Hammer and a rabbi. And uh, apparently she has filed for divorce. We met her before. Yeah. yeah. yeah she, she came in. Both of them. She Sexy. came in when he came into, uh, and then, as you remember, he brought us that song and said, <laughs> this is an exclusive in Philadelphia. I feel, he dropped it. I kind of feel bad for him because he's delusional, you know? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So, remember yeah. when we had him on and we told him that he should play the Spectrum? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And he was going, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Corey. Oh, you know, you have a huge following here. Do we Philadelphia? tell him he could pack the place or yeah. something like yeah. that? We did. Oh, we, we did. did. We, were, we were completely playing to his ego, oh, and he no. just went toward 100%. Yeah. Because he brought in his new song, which uh, was Green, Green is the Color. Green is the Color. Yeah, yeah it was this. And it, he was going for like a Beatles type of thing. And he, he also, I think he even invoked the name Radiohead. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that their song? Silently. <laughs> Whispers of darkness engulfing our dreams. <laughs> Selfish. Let it get to the chorus. All right. 
industries grow and consuming our needs. Violence. I don't think I can, Steve. I don't think. the forest, the mountains, All right, maybe that's too much to handle. Turn it off. Pursuing a profit at the cost of the free. Turn it off. If you were to take these two songs the, and uh, throw them out, no, no, if you were to take them, let's put the MP3s up on our website. And if there's a legitimate band out there that can, that can make, no. are, are those songs salvageable? No, can anybody make them good? No, no they're not. No, well, they're also they're, they're clunky. They're Lyrically, yeah. they're midnight flowers bloom with an air of mystery. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, this other one, industry is consuming our blah blah blah. What green needs? Stop it. Absolutely stop. And I was just watching Goonies on Saturday night. Goonies. He, he has such so promise. good. He was good. Oh, stop he was it. so good. He was good in that. Uh, what Stand else? by me. Oh, yeah. Teddy Duchamp. He was fantastic. Your father Stand was a loony. Oh. One of Casey's all-time favorite oh, movies. But he just he, Well, he just commits to this song, this, to this music career, which is horrible. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, his wife is leaving him, so maybe... I don't know. Maybe they'll inspire him to write it's another more. song. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll get a little more rocking and angst ridden. Well, they yeah, they, they say some of the best music is born of pain. So right. maybe we'll get his his seminal album is yet to be made. Oh dear God! All right, let's wait and see. Uh, moving on. Given the success of Paranormal Activity, it's no surprise that a sequel could be in the works. Uh, it, the LA it, Times quoted Paramount Chairman Brad Gray as having said over the weekend, "We have the rights on a worldwide basis to do Paranormal Two, and we're looking to see if that makes any sense without giving." Too much away, Casey. Yes, is it the kind of movie that lends itself to yep. a sequel? Okay, yeah, without a doubt. As long as they don't do it like you know uh, Blair Witch style, Book of Secrets. Yeah, uh, right, right. Know, it don't totally overproduce it. it. But yes, at the very end, it's pretty wide open. By the well, way, that was the deal originally when they when they purchased Paranormal Activity. They were going to remake it as a big budget movie, and they and then I think it was Spielberg that just sort of said, "No, let's keep it as is." And tweak it a bit. By the way, I read the uh, exactly what happens in the movie. See, online, I remember you. And it, uh, it, it, it scared me. I think about it in the morning. Just <laughs> reading about it. Are you serious? I kid you not, dude. I'm such a puss. When it comes to hauntings, it, yeah. I, I hate it. it. It scares the hell out of me. My mind just wanders way too much, and it, and it scares me. And will, I, you, will you like do things like go down into the basement at night, late late at night? Or, I mean, if you... To scare no. yourself? I mean, like if you had to get something, you wouldn't go down? Uh, I would, but I would turn the lights on and sing. <laughs> and sing? Sure. What do you sing? La You are not scaring me. I am not scared right now. La 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 la. la, la, la. Uh, do you really sing? No, I don't sing. No, I bet you you do. No, 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 no. Because the, the time that I get scared is, like I said, 4 o'clock in the morning when I'm getting up and I'm yeah. the only one awake and I have to be super, super quiet because I don't want to wake up, you know, my daughter. Uh, and, and I just hear any little, you know, little pop. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> what the hell was that? 
demon crawling up the stairs to kill me. That's all. I do want to see paranormal activity, but I'm afraid then that I will have like nightmares. And see, oh, come on, you big pusses! And by the way, don't email me about how much the movie sucked. It doesn't help. Okay, it doesn't. I know yeah. some people don't like it, and and they need big scary things. And I, I but Steve, the slow build is what scares me. I, that's and what I love. That's what happens in this movie. It's the things that you don't see, and so that freaks me out. So, mm. all right. Anyway, so they're thinking about doing a sequel. Uh, and you know what? Let's get right to the clips because oh, yeah. we've got a lot going on the show today. So, Ed Norton is the producer of the new HBO documentary by the people, the election of Barack Obama. And here he talks about the evolution of that particular project. Basically, the original idea we had was to see if he would let us do a like a political diary and follow him in as he went through his first term in the Senate. And that's what originally he and his staff agreed to. So when they decided to run for president so much earlier than everybody thought, we ended up with this incredible opportunity to make a film about his campaign. You. I had no idea Ed Norton uh, dabbled in that. that uh, yeah. In producing and stuff like that. Yeah, well, he directed that movie that um, he and uh, Ben Stiller were in. Oh, okay. Keeping the Faith? Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's right. He does direct. You are right about that. But All apparently right. he's very passionate about the Obama presidency, so right. he wanted to make this documentary. And then we got one more clip, and this is from uh, Kenny Ortega. Kenny Ortega! A uh, high school musical, and uh, he directs the film, and... Oh, wait a minute, I'm sorry. He the, he had done high school musical, uh, the, the movies, and he is... Um, Doing the uh, the Michael Jackson tribute, this is it. Right. Uh, so he talks about uh, uh, the film in this clip. Here we go. It's like a little backstage pass, a little private peek into a world that otherwise no one would have ever perhaps seen, you know, that, that shares with you a glimpse of the creative process of Michael's final theatrical work. I told you not to go there. I told you not to go there all right and then nick what is this picture you just pulled up that's him with his dog wearing the dog was wearing sunglasses oh come on that's kenny ortega <laughs> yeah ortega. we have uh, by the way uh maybe we'll play later on a couple of clips from the movie okay you know of him doing his little oh, thing definitely he, he, he sounds awesome yeah. he sounded awesome i should say all right it uh, was michael as you know you would want him to sound right although i've been watching the, the little clip that they've been showing on on tv yeah. yet, and he does this goofy ass move that i and, and it's you know it's a total michael Shut move <laughs> no, it's it's. Have you guys seen the clips? No, of the no. Movie? I've, I've seen some I've of the seen, behind yeah. the scenes I'll stuff. Find it, and this yeah. is just for you guys in the studio. But he does this thing. It's like. Like this. Oh, really? I don't know. It's, uh, that, that is kind of stupid. Uh, yeah, it's real stupid looking. Anyway, I'll have to find it and show you. <laughs> Sorry about that. Hey there, hey there. Radio audience. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Hey, I love this on the on the webcam that we have set up. There are also not only the, the lovely ladies on the live webcam, but next to it we've got pictures put up in there of uh, Charmaine and Amanda from our Totally Office calendar and their Halloween getup. Very nice. And it's three pictures of them biting each other. And, yeah. it, and one of them, Amanda, is biting uh, Charmaine's nyinging. <laughs> Biting her little nanny needle. Yeah. It's uh, very interting. Uh, so take and a look. It's all good. It's the way Halloween should be. When you get the opportunity. Um, so we got to talk about this Craigslist thing. And uh, the woman, Susan Finkelstein, uh, who is a rabid Phillies fan. I'm sure you've heard the story by now. If not, I'll bring you up to speed on it. Um, she had put a uh, uh, an ad in Craigslist that said, Diehard Phillies fan, gorgeous, tall, buxom blonde, in Which desperate is, need of two World Series tickets. Right, two World Series tickets. Yeah. Uh, whether her assessment of herself is correct, you'll have to decide, but I wouldn't say gorgeous would be no. the applicable term. Uh, she <laughs> says, price negotiable. I'm the creative type. Maybe we can help each other. Now, Ben Salem police were scouring Craigslist looking for illegal activities like pornography and drug deals and all this other stuff, and they saw uh, the 
ad from Desperate and posing as a ticket holder, an undercover cop called her and asked if they could meet him in a Ben Salem bar Monday night. And at the bar, Finkelstein was willing to engage in various sexual acts in return <laughs> for a ticket, said the Ben Salem Public Safety Director, Fred Haran. Um, and then uh, she asked if the ticket holder had two tickets, and he claimed that he did, and she was willing to uh, head up to the uh, sexapades, uh, sexcapades, uh, according to this guy, to the uh, the public safety director, and uh, she was uh, she was apparently arrested uh, for that for so she, prostitution. So she flat out did say, "Okay, we'll we'll do this and we'll do that well, for, for the for the tickets." That's what they're saying now. Her, her now she's saying absolutely not. Yeah, her lawyer is vehemently denying right. that anything like that had happened. <laughs> this is just. Did you, did you say Ben? They met at a Ben Salem bar. Yes, that's just weird to me because she's from Philadelphia. She's from West Philly. She's yeah. from West Philly because, listen, I, I, you know, I know some police officers, and I know somebody, you know, who had to uh, uh, find it. It was basically a, a straight up hooker on Craigslist, but it was within his own district. Like this is this is not even. Matter. They were they were probably just looking through Craigslist, and they yeah. found it and responded to it to see if they would get a, a lead I'm, on it, and I'm, they did. I'm sure that several different departments go through it sure. and try to find yeah. illegal activity. They, they cooperate. It just, yeah. it just happened to be the Ben Salem department. And yeah, they, they figured they'd follow through. Hey, if we can have her. Uh, meet us in our jurisdiction, sure. then it will fall underneath that. There, right. you know, uh, and that also shows a lot more intent if you're willing to go <laughs> to Ben Salem, yeah, uh, to to transact the deal. I, I don't know. I would I would put her in the category of Uber fan. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd have <laughs> to say. Really? I would say that's yeah. that's a fan. That's the kind of fan you want to see out there. Do you think ready she, to give it up for tickets? Do you think she even wanted the World Series tickets, or was she just really just looking to, for oh, sex? I think she. I think oh, she yeah. wanted. I, you yeah. know, in in that in that area or in that world of swingers getting sex and getting sex with other people is not that difficult yeah, yeah now wait fact, a minute there are a couple of clubs in the city that cater to that and going back to that kathy in the news you had said that she's an admitted swinger uh, not that she's an admitted swinger but that they I'm, I, it looks that way because she okay. has postings from i guess you know her email or, or whatever they tracked it back to on swinger websites oh well okay if that you, her you, and her husband were soliciting you know sex with other couples then she's a swinger right if you're on a swinger website and you're soliciting sex right. with other couples you're a swinger but i don't think she's come out and said yes we're swingers <laughs> well you don't need Need to at that point. Yeah. Well, at least she's got the cover of the New York Post today. She'll always have that. <laughs> yeah. She's going to frame that, that and put that up in her house. But and you know what? I, I think I think it sends the right message that this is the kind of fan <laughs> that, that is part of this team. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, she's she's absolutely swearing that that was not the case. Everything uh -huh. I've read seems to indicate. It was the case, but if she, li li you know, lives in this world, this this whole lifestyle, sleeping with somebody for a pair of tickets it is not, you know, outside of the realm of possibilities. Especially since what sure. are tickets going for? Five hundred bucks a pop now? Uh, more than that. So uh, you know, it, it, at least, well, yeah. I mean, even if you can get your hands on them, right? Yeah. Well, listen, what is, what are the poss what are the possibility that somebody who just kind of say a, a woman kind of likes a friend who she knows happens to have tickets? <laughs> Says, hey, let's let's get together. And what if she th uses, or even he? Let's do it the other way. A guy knows a girl has sex, uh, 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 has tickets, and sexes this person up. With the end result being, you know, you're going to get an invite to the game and get a ticket. Mm -hmm. Where's the difference? Not much, right? Not much, right? I, I guess you know it's it's different than putting out an ad. That's, I mean, that's if it's true. Somebody you know, yeah. it might be. But a different I'm saying, story. When, but it, when it comes on, down on, to the basic, on a technical sense, on a technical level, it'd be prostitution. Yeah, because you're trading sex for uh, uh, you're bartering. Now for the sex. only difference is you may not flat out be saying that, but what if that is your your modus operandi? Dude, it, that's it, like a marriage. You know what I mean? Like if I do a good job cutting the lawn and, and manicure and everything, and I get sex that night, like. <laughs> 
There is a direct correlation. <laughs> yeah. You worked outside for four hours. But, you deserve this, but honey. Did, but I guess it would come down to I will do this if you will give me sex. I will I will cut the grass if you will, you know. Or see, you know but it's I mean? the opposite. If I don't want this, then I won't cut the grass. You know what I mean? Like in other words, here's a way I can guarantee to not have sex is not cut the grass. Yeah. Here's a way to up my chances. Yeah. I'll cut the grass. Yeah. But if you actually set it up ahead of time and say, "I if, uh, here's what I'm going to do. If you will have sex with me, I will do this." My my friend and his his wife they do that all the time. They well, they, sure. they have and I I love that. I don't know. I just I'm not that type of guy where I you can love you love have that clarity. Promises. You, you love the clarity of it. Yeah. In other words, it becomes a spoken contract. It is straight up. Here it is. Yeah. I will shovel. Yeah. I will shovel the walkway for a handjob. Yeah. Here it is. Ten <laughs> o'clock in the morning. This is what I'm going to do today. And then at Dude. eight o'clock tonight, when the kids are down, this is what's going to happen. That's a lot of work for a handjob. I know. I know. Yeah, is it? Oh, no, not <laughs> just oil and let, me, let me renegotiate. Yeah. Damn, yeah. that's a long time. <laughs> do I get Phillies tickets? Yeah. <laughs> then maybe it would be worth it. Yeah. Well, we know somebody who had sex for... Yes, we do. <laughs> Are we allowed to say the name? Because I'll just say it right now. Uh, yeah, I, th I no, don't think no. she cares. Yeah, I'm what? not going to say it. Nick will. She said no. She said no? Well, I think we oh, can Marissa, say... I don't think we can say turn his name. Turn the microphone on. <laughs> glad, now glad, that we all know it's Marissa. I'm glad you said something because I was going to flat out say it. I thought she was totally cool with this. I don't think his name, right? Oh, no, I just said don't say his name. Oh, oh okay. okay. Yeah. I got Fair you. enough. Most yeah. Malone. Marissa, by the way, by the way, <laughs> who has the... It's not even a yard, really. It's just a... It's a It's a stamp. With grass on it. Yeah. It's a little square. And she, she could not bring herself to to cut it or trim it or whatever you need to do with yeah, it. Yeah, but she let it get out of control and the weeds were like growing up the fence and all that so stuff. So what? I but mean, I'm just you just saying get out there and do it. But no, she traded sex out for it. She <laughs> now, someone to come over and to trim that up and then and that for doing that, they would get to trim her up. Was I don't it? think it was, a, it was a, a deal that was made. I think the sex just happened. Yeah, it just kind of happened. Like, right. Thank you. Wait a second. <laughs> though. Here's, here's the deciding factor in all this. Did you figure that that would be how this would be transacted. Did you figure, well... In your mind. In other words, even in the way you asked for the yard work to be done, did you ask in a way that indicated that there might... You know, were you being playful and sexy? <laughs> the first as, time? Uh, as yeah, to lead him this on? happened more than once. Oh, it twice. twice. Oh, wait, did you do this after the... Like, when he was all sweaty and gross with stuff all... Or did you get it done beforehand? Uh, it was after. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. whatever. Uh. Um... <laughs> No, the first time was definitely not. It was just like, hey, what's going on? And then he, he came inside. Us? Yeah. In fact, I had like a football game that afternoon. Wait. I was like, so uh, the bike race is tomorrow. Do you think you can come cut my grass? And I have a football game at one. So can you get it done by then? <laughs> so, so the second time you're like, hey, remember last time when you uh, <laughs> want to do that again? Yeah, yeah. do that again. The second time he caught a call and he's like, hey, do you need your grass cut? It's like a Pavlovian response. Actually, I do. I immediately, I was like, <laughs> I have a great trimmer and I can. You know, yeah. I'll bring it into work in the morning. Exactly. You, you know how many landscapers' ears just perked up? Right? <laughs> and Todd Glass gave away front row seats to Springsteen for some mulching. You know, right, right. I no. just don't like yard work, and I never went out. It's and easier a weed for you to put and... your feet behind your ears. Yeah, <laughs> 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 to get out and pull weeds. Then, then, yeah, then to pull weeds. 
it, I I don't know that I've ever. Well, I mean, guys really aren't in that position no. to to no. to uh, to dangle sex as uh, you know for trade for something else. I, I would imagine some are, but uh, I'm definitely not. But if not you were in that category, if you were a woman, wouldn't you trade sex for anything all the time? I mean, especially like if you're in a relationship, you can use it. I, to I your think, advantage. I think you'd have to be selective about. For example, if it was like you know, can you can you pick me up some meatballs from Wawa? You right. might not want to be throwing it out, yeah. but. Just throwing it out there while I have the airwaves. If anybody I know does have an extra World Series ticket. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, you know, I'm trying to think. Of, <laughs> I, you know what? I've been... Uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I think I've uh, been offered that. Like, like, uh, like You've been a, offered sex for in return for um, for well, work. Well, we'll not, work for sex. No, no, no. no, no for, for like a ride. Really? Oh. Yeah, yeah. But it was like oh, an ex-girlfriend. Right. You know, you know that that window of time after you break right. up with somebody, and well, then you, you can have still that, have sex. And there's no rebound, attachment. Yeah, rebound sex a couple times. I, that's that's happened before. Hey, you know, give me a lift, and I'll you know I'll do this to you type of thing. Some of the best actually comes in that bizarre region of time. Oh, that's that is where, the where, best. where you are. Yeah, you you still have all of the you still know all the secrets, all the ins and outs, all uh -huh. the uh, pressure points that work. Right, but. Uh, <laughs> You yep. have none of the other luggage. No strings, man. No strings, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's one of the greatest phrases of all time. No strings attached. Exactly. Never lived that. Never had that. Oh, um, you're missing out. <laughs> let me go to, uh, is this uh, Kagan? Kagan. Hey, Kagan? Yeah. Hey, what's going on? Hey, I'm driving to work. You guys rock. Yeah. Thank hey. you very much. Go ahead. Okay, so my story is my fiancé, he is a... Uh, Big coffee drinker, so his teeth have just the regular coffee stains on him, and we're getting married. And I asked him if he would whiten his teeth, and he really didn't want to. So I bought in the box of the whitening strips, and I told him every time he whitens his teeth, he gets a BJ. <laughs> so every time, every time he whitens his teeth, you orally pleasure him. I, I applaud that. Yeah, not with the strips in. I do it afterwards. No, that would be wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she wants something. He's willing to do it. Everybody, what's wrong with that situation? Everybody wins. Yeah. He gets a whiter, brighter smile. I, I think, though, for a so your point, Nick, for absolutely everything right. would be like, hey, can you bring me, bring me the remote? Yes. You know, you might not. <laughs> I don't know. What do you, yeah. What are you going to do for me? Who and, wants to clean the litter box? Yeah. Kathy's <laughs> <laughs> right. down on all fours. Yeah. Let me go to. This, uh, this, <laughs> yeah, she's there with the, with the kitty litter box right next to her ass. Let me go to Jen. Hey, the Jen. Scooper. Yeah, Here, this is for you. Hey, Jen, how you doing? Hey, good, guys. You guys rock. Thank oh, you. What's going on, Jen? The bartering is just constant in my marriage. Just the other night, he was in the mood, and I wasn't, and I'm getting the coach purse out of the deal. <laughs> right. There you go. Now, let me ask you, Jen, did you ask for the coach purse, or is that what he offered up, if you would oh, give it no. up? no. I asked for it beforehand. There you go. So there you go. That's prostitution. That costs money. <laughs> but isn't it funny though? Because this, if this woman, this woman wants, okay, there's there's two willing individuals, all right, yeah. and this woman wants to say, okay, listen, I can give you something for those tickets. It's going to be sex. What would be different? Would be different. I know you border on prostitution, but I don't think this case was. Probably she's not an active prostitute by my. But what, what I'm I mean, what if judge. she offered a, a massage? You or know, what if she offered? Sensual. Hey, I have a baseball collector cards here that I'll trade for those. What's the difference? I don't know. 
All right, hang on. Let me go to... <laughs> All you know is that you're not getting it. I just, I feel bad for this lady. <laughs> Let me go to... Yeah, I do. Kath, her face is all over. Dude, she's in the New York Post. Dude, the cover. Yeah. Well, she's not gosh. out hooking on the, you know, on what the street somewhere. She's not making her, she's not making her neighborhood unsafe. She's hooking she went to, to Ben Salem. She's hooking to support the team. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think she's the, the face of, of uh, what... She's the new of, fanatic. What yes. kind of support... <laughs> We're She's talking about it. Except it's not a tongue that sticks out yeah. anymore. <laughs> Let me go to Nick. Uh, Nick, you're on. Good morning. Hi, how you doing? Good. What's up, man? Yeah, I was at a party one time, and this girl wanted to punch somebody in the face. And so she punched me in the face. Wait, hold on, hold on. We, you broke up for a second. Start over again, Nick. You were at a party. Oh, we, we lost it. Oh, yeah. It says here it was offered sex for a punch in the face. <laughs> Like maybe what? if he were to he, punch her, like a no, donkey no, like, punch. No, she. He's. I think probably someone else, like a, like another guy. Oh, or she hated a guy or something. Punch him in the face and I'll have sex with you. Ooh, wow! Because that would be a real hard sell. If you punch me in the face, I'll let you have sex. How wild would that That's be? A don it's a donkey punch, right? Well, yeah. When yeah. she's a uh, yeah, you yeah. make her pass out. But the the no, I think uh, yeah. The, the, there was somebody at the party that I guess she hated and wanted to, right. them to be punched in the face and said, "I'll give you, I'll give it up if you punch him in the face." Wow. So you got to get in a fight in order to get some. Uh, let me go to Andrew. Hey, Andrew. Good morning. Hey, bitches. hey, hey what? what's up, Andrew? Hey, when I was in basic training in the service, we had a sister flight, and I was one of the squad leaders. And this girl could not polish her boots or fold her T-shirts to save her life. And one day, she just offered, hey, one day when we're in the laundry room, I'll help you out if you help me out. So guys do have that offer presented to them. She was well, the female private pile of uh, of the army. <laughs> I mean, how how stupid do you have to be to not be able to shine your exactly. boots? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. but You know what? It was six weeks of hell, and a girl offers that. I don't care how stupid Oh, God. Is. Yeah, no, so, you don't care. So, Andrew, you followed through on that? Absolutely, on the dryer. How many times? <laughs> on the dryer, no less. It was about three three times. There might have been a fourth. I don't really... It was about three times. Was she all right looking? Oh, she was gorgeous. Well, you couldn't see her because wow. her boots were so shiny. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Andrew, you win, man. Oh, thank you. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for your service. <laughs> Um, you know, Preston, <laughs> like pre-marriage, Preston and Steve, you guys have been in this business for a long time. Yeah. We get access to really cool tickets and events and front row from time to time. Have you ever been offered? I was always, I always had, uh, steady girlfriends. There so were... I, I really was never able to take advantage of that. No, but were you offered it? Uh, yeah, periodically. Mostly yeah. guys. I've had it. <laughs> <laughs> I happen to appeal uh, to that kind. I've had it happen for, for meet and greets for backstage passes yeah. and stuff like that. And, uh, never took anybody up on it. I mean, cause you're at the event while it happens. Or, right. or when I was, when it's happened with me, it's been at the event. And it's not... never Halle Berry. It's like, I'd really love to see <laughs> I'd really love to see the band. He's, he's not kidding. How about you, yeah. Nick? Well, no, this is, you know, it's pre-marriage and, and it was like 99 and it wasn't, I wasn't even in radio at the time, but I went and saw Dog Star in, uh, Whoa, Keanu, down in yeah, yeah, Keanu Reeves band down in, in Dewey Beach, Delaware. <laughs> and, and a friend of mine offered, um, sexual services if I could get her up on stage and it never happened and I never got any. But I was thinking like, if I had been in radio and single, I probably could have gotten that done. You could have parlayed that. In fact, yeah. you, you need to thank God every day that you're not single in radio because the, oh, the, yeah. the, we, we'd all be, be behind bars. <laughs> Hang on, let me go to, I think uh, it doesn't say that. Was this Nick? Yes. All right, okay, Nick is the, the punch in the face guy. Uh, okay, yeah, explain so, this. He's back on. Describe what you were talking about. All right, so I was at a party, and the girl wanted to punch me in the face, or punch anybody in the face, really. And I told her, you can punch me in the face if we can have sex. And she said, okay. And 
So she punched me in the face, and we went upstairs, and she gave me what I wanted. That really? is the most oh. effed up thing I've ever heard. She just wanted the, the experience of punching someone in the face. Yeah, I think she had a few beers in her. She was kind of feeling tough, so she just wanted to punch somebody in the face, and I, I said, you can punch you in the face. Did it ever cross your mind that she might not have sex with you after punching you in the face? <laughs> It did, but it kind of sounds serious. See, the draw is so strong, right, Nick? You're like, it was worth the risk. It was worth the risk. Yeah, exactly. I hear what you're saying. Wow, okay. He goes, you know what? Maybe she will walk away, but maybe I'll have sex. Nick, how old were you, and how old was she at the time? I was 19, and she was 18. There you go. Okay, I got you. She was smoking. One of your finest conquests? Okay, we're losing him. Uh, let me see here. I'm going to go to Keith. Hey, Keith, how you doing? Is this, hey, you guys are office. Thanks, oh, thank you, man. And this is. You're on the uh, air, Keith, yes. Thank you. Yeah, uh, my ex-wife was famous for doing the laundry but not folding it. So she offers me the deed that most married men don't get once they get married. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the oral. Yeah, you know, yeah, of yeah. course, I'm right on the laundry. I got it all folded. <laughs> right, I'm ready. Well, so, so the story is, Get the deed before you do the laundry. <laughs> uh, yeah. What do you say? Get get the deed before you fold the laundry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're getting boned out of that. You know, you can't. By the way, that should be written into the marriage contract that you cannot renege on, on that offer once it's been placed on the table. You can't you, you can't can. leave that as a bait and then switch out on that. Hang on. Jack's got a question. Hey, Jack, how you doing, man? V Gates. <laughs> v Gates. <laughs> hey, I got, a, I got a question for Marissa. Yeah. Hey, Marissa, do you need your long cut? <laughs> Actually, yeah. she's not. She does, yeah. Yes. So get in line. You bring, bring the lawnmower and some Kleenex. <laughs> yeah, you're going to need Her it. nose runs. Uh, <laughs> Go to me, line five. Okay, uh, let me see here. Who is that? DJ. Hey, DJ, good morning. Good morning. You hey. guys rock. Hey, oh! you DJ, what's going on? Hey, I used to deliver furniture for Huffman Coos, and usually when we deliver like couches and stuff like that they were supposed to move all the old furniture out yeah well uh, we got up to that place and i guess the chick was a go-go dancer she was just waking up and she didn't have all the stuff moved out she bought like thirty-five thousand dollars worth of furniture Jeez. wow and she's like well i didn't get anything out of the way i'm like well we can't make the delivery she's like well i'm a lesbian but you know I can't do nothing to you guys and her and her girlfriend put on a show and uh, it was a little torturous, but we moved it out for her. <laughs> so her and her girlfriend made out with each other and you guys watched and that was your payment for moving the furniture I, out. I think they did oh, more they than making out. Toys and everything. Oh, they, they got did, out oh, the toys. They, oh, wow. They put on the real show. Oh. Yeah. Thank you, Huffman Coos. Yeah, that wasn't the entree. Wow. Was it Why don't they ever make mention of that in the commercial? Was it worth it, DJ? <laughs> Yeah, it was. <laughs> yep. There you go. always have that. I think he wins, too. All right. Uh, one last call, and then we got to take a break. I'm going to go to Anthony. Hey, Anthony, good morning. Hey, good morning. You guys rock. No. Thanks, man. What's up? Uh, when I was back in high school, I used to work at a Ticketmaster outlet, and I got offered sex all the time for the best seats of the house. Really? And did yeah. you take it up? Did you Did you take advantage? Nah. Nah, I would have rather had... Job yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're found out about that, your sure. your job's over. It's terminated. They don't so. allow you to do that in Preston? No, <laughs> oh, they, no. They, that is not allowed, Steve. Gee, you think uh, they'd let you do that? Well, I'm interested to, to, to see what happens uh, with this. And by the way, prostitution, is that, that's, that's a misdemeanor, right? 
I think it is. I think yeah. it's the kind of thing where you know you'll 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 pay a fine and and be let uh, let go. I have I, a that's feeling usually how it works out. Nothing really bad's going to happen to this gal. No, no matter what. No, they said it's not likely that she'll spend any time in jail. Right. Okay. Well, I'm just I'm just curious how it's going to be. You know, because you know, it, it, to some level or another, that same sort of deal, whether it's overt or not, will be transacted at least a couple of times during the World Series and, and a couple of times in your own home. In your own a, home. Yeah. <laughs> Daily basis. On a daily basis. You know, me. You know when, you're, when you're mowing the lawn. You know what's great about this though is that no matter what happens in the in the series years now, we'll look back and say, remember 2009 <laughs> when that chick offered up sex for the ticket? That was the Hooker series. That yeah. was the Hooker yeah. series. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we'll always have that. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. We're about to go live on Fox in just a minute, but listen, I got this email that I've got to read about the uh, the Phils and Yankees. Oh, good. Uh, this is from Anthony Warren. He says, Hey there, Preston. First of all, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, New York is a crap hole. Okay. Uh, he says, uh, I moved to the U.S. from Australia in 2002 to marry the luckiest girl in the world from Cinnamons in New Jersey. I had invested everything that I had in me for 28 years into my favorite sporting team, the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. They play in a rugby league. Uh, I have tried to become a fan of Philly teams, but just can't get into uh, the Eagles or Flyers, and, well, basketball just sucks. Uh, the Phillies, on the other hand, are a different story. They have a universal appeal that is not common amongst U.S. sports. They have true team ethics. Uh, there's a saying back home, don't know if it's used here, and it states, a champion team will always beat a team of champions. Wow. I, I love I that. that. Isn't that That's great? Awesome. A champion team will always beat a team of champions. The Phillies are a team and play for each other, not for their own bank. This is why they will beat the Yankees in six. Uh, suggestion, pinch hit Brett Myers against Sabathia. <laughs> Sabathia is still a fat piece of crap like last year. Uh, for A-Rod and Petit's info, a first offense in rugby Pettis. league, or is it Pet? Um, yeah. oh, Petty? Okay, uh, Petty info uh, for for first offense in rugby league for steroids or any other recreational drug is a two year ban. Mm. Second offense is a life ban. Go Phillies, eat crap, New York. Wow, wow. That, that's that, awesome. That's from an Aussie. Yeah, good day. So thank you, thank you very much, uh, Anthony, for that. But I love that phrase. I'd never heard that before. Uh, a champion team will always beat a team of champions. That's great. So yeah, that is awesome. man. We appreciate it. Well put. All right, we're gonna go live on Fox. About five seconds, so here we go. Yeah. Casey's excited. It is 7.53. It's a good day, Philadelphia, on this Wednesday morning. Big game tonight. Let's check out Yankee Stadium. Boy, the weather is blustery there. It's chilly. It's a little rainy. Let's bring in Preston and Steve. Um, people all over the country talking about this story. It's on the front page of the New York Post. Yeah. Sex for ticks. The Trentonian may have beaten everybody here, though. Jen, will you hold this for me? Yes, I will. Uh, the Trentonian... Tricks for seats. Tricks for seats. seats. Silly Uh, rabbit. Tricks are for seats. Or trick or treat. I like that. That's not bad. Have you guys ever done anything like this? Uh, No, but I gladly would for World Series tickets. (laughs) Steve's offering it up this morning. All ready to go. Well, I've got some, Preston. (laughs) Oh, yes. I'm excited. I don't know. I think the real crime here is that she didn't get those tickets. (laughs) Well, her lawyer says that she is still hoping that someone can come through with some tickets. And, you know, on Facebook, people are talking about it. She's actually one of my Facebook friends. And all of her, yeah. Really? Jen, you run in that circle? Uh, Yeah. You and your black leather. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So many of her friends are saying that it's egregious (laughs) that the Ben Salem Police Department is out chasing off 
you know, looking at this on Craigslist as opposed to handling real crime. And the other question they're asking, is she committed or is she criminal? Like, No, she I, I think the one criminal act was labeling herself as hot. Uh, that was the one criminal act. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not that. If you find Brian Denny, he hot. Yeah, she's hot. She but, wanted face value. What is the value of that face? <laughs> it's, not, oh. it's not equitable. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hey, I, I agree with you 100%. That's nice. That's, def that's definitely just tailgating. That's hey, not in the park. We had a conversation about this on air, and the fact is that most of us at one time or another, even with your with your spouse, for just favors around the house, sometimes this particular barter well, is offered sure. up on a regular basis. Heck yeah, Christmas, I want a good present. I say, honey, where really? are you? Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's when the negligee comes out. It's not my first day on the job, gentlemen. But, but I, I think that this is a good representation of the fanaticism of your Philadelphia yes. fans, to be yeah. honest. Yes. I applaud it. Let her go. <laughs> Free Finkelstein. Free Finkelstein. Yeah, yeah. I like that, Jen. Hey, have you been watching our little uh, tete -a chat we've been having with the New York anchor people? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're rude. They are. Well, well, you know what? Many of them, and I, and I, I actually am from New York in, and moved down here years ago. Uh, many of them have been uh, where they are for the past uh, five or six decades. So yeah. uh, it's the same people that I'm familiar with, and, and they really have no no ground to stand on because we clearly have the superior news people here in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. And, and also, and, and with uh, what's going on with the New York Post and all these, you know, splashing these headlines and so forth. You know what? I'm I'm saying, go ahead, do it. We'll let the game speak for itself. We are the world champions, and, and we you know, we have nothing champions. to prove, and, and it's going to be done. So as you guys want to see what we have planned for them, they've sent us Nathan hot dogs, like they're promoting Nathan hot dogs versus the cheesesteak. So right. they don't know we've done this. Ellie, you want to show this? So I've doctored up this giant Nathan's hot dog. It looks like it's been artificially plumped up with Alex Rodriguez's head on it. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That is perfect. Yeah. Okay, awesome. we'll show that to him about a half an hour. Or so. <laughs> oh, dude, that's great. You guys are the best. Okay. All right, Thank listen, you, President. See you, guys. We'll see you next week. Go, Go Phils. All right, okay. we'll see you later. Awesome. Man, they're, wow, they're fired up. I'm loving it, Jen. That's funny. He's getting all excited about it. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. I have an announcement. An announcement. An announcement. This announcement is awesome. Uh, the fact is, is that uh, obviously we're hoping to get game number one of the World Series underway tonight. We're hoping the weather is going to cooperate in New York. But tomorrow morning on the show and the weather looks good for tomorrow mostly sunny and uh should be beautiful we will give away a trip to game two in new oh, york oh, when we hear oh, wow when it's we are the world again we are i guess right together as one. Uh, so <laughs> so we're gonna do this uh tomorrow morning now the, the question remains though if for some reason if tonight's game is canceled yeah will they call um, off the entire world series no <laughs> they won't call we win i think if they cancel it. Yeah. because we are the default winners yes, yes. no i'm wondering if uh if game two would it would be friday so they'll the tickets that we give away for that will be delayed a day Okay. Whatever it is, it would still happen exactly as we planned. Well, you just you would no, you wouldn't go tomorrow night. You'd probably end up going on Friday. Friday. Yeah. Okay. So just a heads up on that, and that is courtesy of our friends at Pepsi and Philly Tailgate. Not. Oh, nice. Nice.
And uh, you can book a trip, by the way. Uh, get in touch with our friend Mongo, uh, 888-745-8245. If you need that information, get in touch with us here or go to phillytailgate.com for the information. But tomorrow morning, we give that away. How sweet is Very that? Very cool. I'm very much looking forward to that. As is uh, our next guest. Uh, he is uh, performing at Helium Comedy Club uh, this weekend and uh, one of the most original comedians that you'll definitely come across. Always one of my favorites. And a, a native of Downers Grove in Illinois. Please welcome Emo Phillips. Hey. Hey. To our show this morning. Good morning, Emo. Hi, how are you? Thanks for letting me indoors. You <laughs> 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 You spend a lot of time outdoors, I guess. Or? I do. Yeah, I like the. I like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it takes the pressure off. I see you haven't changed much. No. Uh, well, no. I I let my hair go gray for a movie that I wanted to see cheaper. <laughs> you wanted to see. You cheaper. wanted to get the discount. Yeah. yeah. Understood. Senior citizens. <laughs> Um, are you, uh, you know, Halloween is this weekend? Are you uh, set for that? Oh, yeah. I, I like Halloween. This woman in Alabama, and I like the South. Of course, I'm prejudiced. <laughs> but this woman in Alabama, she wants to ban Halloween. She says it honors Satan. Come on. Jesus gets so many holidays. <laughs> <laughs> But you got it. You got this. Is if you have kids, be careful. There are a lot of weirdos out there. Yeah. Oh, for sure. God, even when I was a kid, even the morning after trick or treating, my dad would check for razor blades in every one of my stools. <laughs> <laughs> he would let it get that far. Yeah. See, that that to me would be dangerous. He loved me. <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, my dad, you know, and the, talking about the autumn, my dad would spend all day raking the leaves in a big pile and I come out of nowhere and I jump into the pile and I go and he pull me out and brush the flames off. That sounds like pretty dangerous childhood. This was growing up in Downers Grove? I was born in Chicago. When I was 10, my folks moved to Downers Grove. When I was 12, I found them. Do you do you still live there? Or? No, I live in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, you gotta wait. You know, you gotta wait ten days to buy a gun. Now, how am I supposed to stay mad? <laughs> you know, murder, murder, mad. You know, lucky, lucky for my neighbor. I, I I phoned my neighbor. I said, "Hi, it's Emo. I'm in bed trying to take a nap. I know it's an imposition. Could you turn down the stereo?" You'll find my front door unlocked. <laughs> wow, that is lazy, Emo. Yeah, yeah. he's a bum. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, and, and I'm getting some uh, confused uh, IMs that are popping up saying, is he supposed to talk like that? Is he That's really like Emo. That? That's, yeah. That's just, exactly it, the way. Oh, that Illinois accent is throwing them off. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, I remember uh, Emo had uh, what uh, was it HBO that you had specials on? Or? Yeah, I well, I had two. I had two. I had an HBO special, and also in the eighties, I had two records, which became quite scarce later because uh, of that whole skeet shooting craze. <laughs> remember, you lost all of those. Launching them up and but, shooting them. But now, if you go on emophillips.com, you can get them both on one easy to burn CD. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, 
you know what? You've you've obviously been in the uh, stand up comedy for a long time. Oh yeah, thirty three years. Wow, man. Would you, do you recall what might be your favorite joke that you've ever written? Well, you know, that's like asking a mom what's your favorite kid. I mean, obviously, the ones that slip out the easiest. <laughs> 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 I guess that would be true. Uh, do you do you write for for other people or have you in your I, career? I, I, no, I, I tried writing one joke for the great Jeff Foxworthy. Can I do it? Sure, please. He never bought it. You might be a redneck if you pass an albino and think too much of a good thing. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He didn't go for I it. Didn't get it. Why wouldn't he go for that? I, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, are, are you married, by the way? Well, I'm divorced. Oh. oh. Yeah, I hate being divorced. I'd much rather be a widower. <laughs> 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 my my ex-wife she you know she said she said she lost the tingle t-i-n-g-l-e i don't know what a tingle is but it's equivalent to one house <laughs> oh, that's what oh, she got huh? she she oh she she phoned me she said emo i need an extra fifty thousand dollars i want to redo the exterior of the house so it better suits my personality i said that's a lot of money does it have to be real gingerbread <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, uh, she she took it the wrong way she 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 took it as a joke <laughs> you know wow I know. I think she has weekly lessons with the devil on how to be more evil. <laughs> I don't know what she charges him. <laughs> uh, but wow! So it's apparently an acrimonious divorce. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd but say you so. know, you know how I, how I got through it. I wrote poetry and I wrote a poem about my ex-wife. Oh, really? Who shall remain nameless if I'm ever left alone at her tombstone with a sandblaster? <laughs> <laughs> Can I? <laughs> <laughs> Can I read the poem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. please, please. <clears throat> you look slinky, I said to her at the top of the stairs. <laughs> 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 Thank you. Yes, it's I like that. <laughs> now, did any did any children come of this uh, this marriage? No, no kids. Sorry, species. You know, it's it's not you deprived us. It's not easy raising a kid in this new millennium. My nephew just started surfing the net. Now we have to keep him away from the porn sites for ten years till my sister's face changes a little bit. <laughs> 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 wow. What a dilemma. I know. Yeah. What can you do? He had a birthday. I thought, what do you give a kid with seven fingers on one hand? Firecrackers. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad idea. No. Um, you know what? I, I, I remember seeing one of your HBO specials, and uh, throughout the entire uh, act, uh, you you would pick up this uh, trombone, but you would never play it, yeah, uh, until the very end. And you were about to play it, and actually, you took it apart and juggled with it. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> well, I, no, I was just wondering if uh, if you know, is music or juggling a hobby of yours? Or do you have any hobbies that you do? The, the only thing I like to do, uh, I like to play chess with old men in the park. <laughs> really? Yeah. But the tough part about playing chess with old men in the park is finding thirty two of them. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> you actually use them as the pieces. Well, you gotta put put the decrepit ones up front. 
Yeah, the pawns. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, is it? Is I guess if they have a walker, that could be like the knight. Right. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or, or one of those scooters. That'd be yeah. perfect. For oh that. yeah, that's your rook. Um, is uh, is MySpace or Facebook or Twitter or, or anything like that? Do you do stuff online? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, my emophillips.com and I have about eight thousand MySpace friends. Uh, my Not latest, too shabby. No, thank you. I, my latest friend just yesterday, she's a teenage girl studying drama, kind of like a Mexican taking Spanish. But <laughs> <Nice. Okay>. Still, <laughs> I'm happy to have her. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure of that. No, 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 no. Don't go there. Uh, <laughs> and, how, uh, how about that Woody Allen? Meets Soon Yi when she's nine, marries her when she's 19. <laughs> Patience of a saint. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that's true. Yes. That's, that's discipline. Um, so, so you do dabble a little bit online. Are you, uh, uh there any particular, uh, you know, subjects that you like to, to surf while you're online? Are you, the, I, you know, history. I'm into history. I, I, you know, this is interesting. This is the 200th anniversary, February 12th, 1809. Of two men who were born the same day, Abe Lincoln, you yes. know that, mm -hmm. and Charles Darwin. Wow. Lincoln and Darwin, the two sworn enemies of the South. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I got in trouble. I, I, I See, I got into an argument with a Southerner about uh, evolution. He believes in intelligent design. Now, I took science for one year, and I remember two things. Water freezes at 32 degrees, and when faced with two competing theories, you want to choose the one that does not involve a magic spell. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good rule of thumb. Yeah. Thank you. That's yeah. all I know and all I need to know. That's it. Uh, are, are politics anything that you dabble in? Is that, is that part of your, uh, you know, uh, your comedy? Or well, yes, I, I'm very careful about that. I'm not a Republican, but I am saving up to be one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still mad at President Bush for he outlawed human cloning. So now we'll never know how many of him it would have taken to screw in a light bulb. <laughs> but my advice for President Obama, he should outlaw teenage abstinence programs. Because if those, if those suicide bombers are expecting 72 virgins, we should be working round the clock to decrease the supply. <laughs> you know? That's true. True. Didn't even think about that. Yeah. Sorry, Al Qaeda. You're not getting Becky Lou Robinson from Eagle Creek, North Dakota, because I just did her as part of our government's freedom deflowering act. Yes. See, we got to put Bill Clinton in charge of Homeland Security. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you know what? It seemed like uh, we didn't see you, uh, you know, for a while. Uh, uh, well, I used to play here all the time, and then the comedy club closed, mm -hmm. and it's it was like a decade with. No comedy club. Yeah, here. about ten years to be right. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and now, now you have you have a an incredible comedy club in Helium. Well, I've heard it's a real cool place because you get smart people. I like smart people because smart people don't heckle. <laughs> yeah, if a smart person doesn't like a show, he just blames himself for not having researched his entertainment options more assiduously. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and I, I know it's the world's, I know it's the world series and Halloween and it's raining and yeah. it's me, but I hope people come anyway to, to see the show, that helium. Oh, I, I, you know, you, comedy has to be live. True. I know it's easier to stay home and watch stand up on TV, but it's like incest. You're putting convenience over quality. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, you mentioned the world series. Is that something that you, uh, you follow at all? Are you excited about? Oh, or? yeah. Well, when I was a kid, my nickname was Mr. Baseball because of the stitches in my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, once I beat <laughs> once I beat up the school bully with a baseball bat. Wow. Both his arms were completely broken, which is what gave me the courage. Nice. <laughs> to go ahead and do it. That <laughs> seems like you're taking advantage of him, but I don't know. Uh, is there is there anything that you do outside of comedy that uh, that keeps you busy? Well, yeah, actually, believe it or not, I, I, I'm taping a documentary. Uh, I was in France. It's about a Frenchman with OCD who showers up to once a day. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, that's that's out of hand. The talk of his village. <laughs> Uh, so, but this is your first time in Philly, yeah, in in uh, nearly a decade. Yeah. What uh, are, are you traveling the country right now? Or uh... I, I, yeah, I love to travel. Of course, I don't have a wife or kids at home, so I'm I'm not getting the full pleasure out of the travel. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someday. I was in Iowa. And, and people in Philly, they think everyone in Iowa is fat and stupid. And that's not fair. It's really far more of an and or kind of a deal, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I was in, I was in a bar and there was a very hefty woman. She had a sweatshirt and said, guess. I said, thyroid problem. <laughs> nice. I like it. <laughs> Wow. Um, you, you've done some movies before, haven't you, Emo? I was in UHF with the great Weird Al Yankovic. Yes, I remember I, that. I played a handsome yet Presbyterian uh, table saw operator. And, uh, yeah, and uh, Michael Richards was in that movie Michael as well, Richards yeah. and Victoria Jackson. Yeah, and me. And, oh, my God, it was cursed, wasn't it? I, I think we actually... <laughs> I think we there, a was a, there was a curse. <laughs> and uh, you were you were a, a producer on Meet the Parents? Uh, yeah, I was executive producer on... on a, well, we, I did a... Yeah, it's a long story. Don't I'm still working here, though. <laughs> that was a great movie though. Well, I was I was named I was named an associate producer of of Meet the Parents. An associate producer of Meet the Parents. Yeah, right. so that's, that's So you're friends with Ben Stiller then? Not really, no. No, okay. Uh, I have nothing against him. Right. <laughs> We're not enemies. Okay. <laughs> I'm happy with that. I'll go for that. That's that's a lot in Hollywood. Do you uh do, do you meet with your fans after the show? Oh or? yes. If you come to my show at Helium tonight or tomorrow, um or I'll yeah, be happy to hang out, have a drink with you. Okay. I like to yeah, whenever I meet my fans, we, we both walk away a bit disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll set that up. Uh uh, is is there now? You'd mentioned uh, MySpace and Facebook. Is there an official emophillips.com, or do you just stick to the social networking sites? Oh no, no, I have my own website, emophillips.com. 
I did it install it. I don't even know how electricity works. <laughs> all, all I know is it calms me. It calms you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I saw on the internet, you talk about the history. They, they said in 1820, if you were mentally ill, they would shackle you to the inside of a well and pour icy cold water on you and make you think you were going to drown. And that was the cure back then. And if they would have had TV commercials, they would have ended, ask your doctor if being shackled to a well and almost drowned is right for you. <laughs> so we, we've come a long way. You know what? I haven't seen emo in ages, but the heavy breathing thing, I don't I, remember. I, I, I do like that, yes. though. Yeah. It's kind of creepy. Because I'm sitting closer to him than any of you guys. <laughs> That's exactly Sorry, the emo I, I, I remember. I forgot my inhaler. <laughs> I was I was running through the woods, had a very bad asthmatic attack. These three asthmatics jumped me. <laughs> I, I should have heard him. Should have heard him hiding. That's true. That's right. So always carry always carry ragweed. Probably a good idea. So you yes. know when those crazy asthmatics are around. Exactly. You can just hear them. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, Emo Mansion uh, shows tonight and uh, tomorrow, Friday and Saturday. You got a long stretch of healing. I this know. Week. Yes, I'm very blessed. Yeah. Well, and it's, it, as you said, it is a, it's a good. Uh, uh, you know, if you're depending, there's a lot. Certainly, there's a lot of stuff going on in town, but uh, it's a nice option if you want a good laugh. Absolutely, and heliumcomedy.com is where you get uh, the tickets and uh, find out more information about uh, Emo Phillips through emophillips.com. By the way, uh, included in the top fifty of E4's one hundred greatest greatest comedians of all time. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Oh, thank you. Definitely most original. I oh, it's very kind of you. Thank you so much. Well, enjoy your time in Philly, Emo, and thanks for stopping by here. Oh, thank you, homeboy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Emo Phillips, yeah! Helium Comedy Club this weekend. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Also, I got this email that says, hey, guys, I loved what the former Australian said in his email about the champions. Unfortunately, my memory is like a sieve, so could you either put it up somewhere here on your page or email it back to me? I want to share it. That is from uh, Lisa. It was uh, He had said, he was talking about the, the Phillies versus, versus the Yankees. He said that a champion team will beat a team of champions. And that just that totally encapsulates exactly what's going on this week. I literally got chills when you read that line. It's just it's a perfect line and it's perfect for the Phils. Yeah. So, I farted, you know, when you yeah. said that. Yeah. That's how you celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. Little poop came out. Yeah. That's yeah. a compliment. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I, I think that uh, you know, newspapers here, run with that. Put it on that put it on the front. A champion team will beat a team of champions, and I think that is definitely uh, the case. We were actually we were talking a little bit of uh, a baseball off air. Uh, for a moment and uh, kind of got into a, a discussion of a couple of uh, uh, things, uh, you know, rules in baseball that uh, that are rare plays or bizarre or little moments. We, we started talking about box off air. Right. Yeah. And uh, how <laughs> and, confusing and it, that can get. Very confusing. And I remember even when like if I had ever entertained a notion of becoming, you know, or going into professional sports, like when I was in Little League, I couldn't follow simple the simple rules of the game a lot of times, you know, and 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 now there's so many, you guys were talking about things that I had no idea existed. Right. There's a lot to keep track of, especially 
when you're in the pressure of a game situation. Right. How do you remember that? It's it's really weird because you take like football where it's like constant action and, and there's, you know, so many people on the field and, and, and so much going on and like all this, you know, interaction and then how can you follow what's going on and, and call a penalty. But like baseball is, is very simple in what it is. It's throw the ball, sure. hit, hit the ball, catch the ball, throw the ball. Sometimes you win, sometimes you <laughs> lose, sometimes Good time Charlie's got the blues. <laughs> sometimes well, it, it rains. It is a lot more complicated and there's all, you know, the, these rules. And my husband, it, he knows everything about ev- pretty much every sport, especially football and baseball. So when something comes up that I see him go, wow, I didn't know that. I'm like completely shocked. And, yeah, you know, right. and it happens every once in a while. Well, it'll happen in major league sports. There, There's a rule where um, if you swing at the third pitch and the pitch gets away from the catcher, it ends up being a wild pitch or a pass ball. There are times where the batter can advance to first base, but not every time. <laughs> all right, all right we're, 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 run that, that bag yeah, right. by me again. Okay. I think didn't that happen in the NLCS last year? Did it? Was, I don't. I don't remember. But there was a um, or, or there was a situation where it could have happened, and I'm like, what the hell are they talking? about? Right, it was about? actually a World Series game lost on a wow. third strike, swung, missed, catcher drops it, or it's a pass ball, or it's a um, a wild pitch. If first base is unoccupied. And there are more. There's more than one out. See, I don't even know it. Yeah, but you can advance the first base. However, here's here's where it gets confusing. If if there if there is someone on first base, uh, you you are not allowed to advance to first. But but if a man is on first, that guy can steal. Be- and then yeah, because yeah. it's because he can get a stolen base on a wild pitch or a right. fastball. But here's here's the funny part about it. Major League Baseball players mess it up all the time. They'll run to first base, <laughs> but they'll already be out. But they don't know, but they see the catcher drop it or right. get b- past them, and, and they try to, to get to first base. So on, like, on, on the strike, on, on <laughs> exactly. the, I know, I know. On, on, on the pitch, huh? right. on the third pitch, right. uh, if it gets away from the catcher and there's no one on first. And there's a certain number of outs. And there's a certain number of outs. We would assume two outs? I don't know. Okay. Well, the one, is it one out? Chuck is saying one out. Sure. If there's... <laughs> if there are... Um, Let's see, drop third strike. If there's two outs and somebody's on first base, you can run because both runners can try to advance. Okay. Because if they're both safe, the inning, in, inning continues. If there's zero or one out and there's somebody on first base, you cannot run to first base because it doesn't compel the guy on first base to try to take second. Okay. I got you. But what we do know is that Elvis will always be, be the, the king, king of rock and right roll. About that. right. That's right. So you're so, basically yeah. stealing first. Okay. But hold yes. on. Can, can you go so, to, can you, if the pitcher drops the ball and no one is on first, can you advance to first? Yes. Okay. And yeah. a pitcher so you have to be thrown out. Right. As a result, okay. a pitcher can actually have four or strikeout or more, four right. or more strikeouts in one inning. Which is which blows my mind. All right. So so what's so a balk? Ex- explain oh. the balk. There's a couple that's of a, different ways yeah. that you can balk. Like well, there there was a no, because this season the first time I ever saw it, it was a two base balk because the catcher threw the ba- the ball back to the pitcher. The pitcher dropped it on the mound, and then he wanted a new ball. So what he did is the pitcher himself ended up throwing the ball back to the dugout, but the he he was supposed to throw it back to the umpire so the umpire could throw it back to the dugout. Yeah. And as a result, the guy on first base really? got to third base, and that was considered a balk. Because See, there's also a couple. Couple of different kinds a of balks. Yeah. There's one yeah, a couple. When uh, if, the, if when the pitcher is in the windup, uh, he has to bring his hands down and pause at right. his stomach first. If he if he brings his uh, the glove and, and ball down and continues that motion without pausing, that's a balk. Right. So be, the, the balk being you've you've your body movement has suggested you actually are going to pitch to home. Follow through on the pitch, and yet you you go to throw the the runner the, the runner at it first. Correct? No, no, no. This is when you're pitching to the to the catcher. If you do not stop for a second, 
and then throw, that's considered a balk. Now, if you that's considered go, a balk. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's Steve's one a pitcher. Yeah, intern Steve is a Steve. collegiate pitcher. You have to come to a full stop. Pressman's right. Yep. Um, other ways to balk, once you come to that full set, if you're out of the, there's the wind-up and the stretch. Once you, in the stretch is when the most relievers come out and they're facing, If Steve, if you're home plate, right. facing like this. Once you come to the full set, any flinch, that you, it's deceiving the runner. Yep. Any flinch, shoulders, um, just yeah, it's like it's right. Like anything that, that indicates anything that that through your action in, indicates wrongfully so it's, that the runner has a chance to advance. It's like a false a start in, uh, in in football. Yeah. Okay, and basically, it, it, you it can't goes, move. It goes from anything from the shoulders all the way down to your legs. Have you ever seen them call anybody on just a simple flinch? Yeah, I've okay, been, I've been called yeah. myself. Well, all and it's just what if you sneeze. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. But here's the thing about the balk is that as it's written, it's uh, fairly. Explanatory people, you know, the rule is is pretty much black and white. However, during the course of play, it's, it's very subjective, and there are umpires who are much more prone to calling balks than other umpires. Sometimes people get away with it all the time, and then you'll hear yelling from the dugout where a pitcher has balked, but it's yeah. not called. Oh, who was the? There was a pitcher in, in the NLCS. Uh, was it Casimir? He, his his um, delivery is so weird, and and he when he comes to a stop. It's so high up, like he's at his chest, he doesn't bring it down to his stomach or even like mid-torso, so he's up at his chest, and he barely stops in his rotation. Huh. It, it, it varies. I mean, in major leagues, it'll be a lot different than you see in college because the umps are better. Um, but as long as it only needs to be a slight pause, if the umpire sees that you stopped for even half a second... Then you can go to the plate. Right. What we what were you guys just saying just before about about you you have to be on the grass? Um, oh, that's the hidden ball trick. I've that, always uh, wondered. I've always wondered what the rule is for this. Yeah, Steve knows that. If you, I mean, and you never really see it happen other than in no. movies. Yeah. But you are not the pitcher. If is not allowed to be, even though they don't have the ball, they're not allowed to be on the dirt of the mound. They have to be off the dirt on the infield grass. Okay. While the other person has the ball. Okay, so it's the pitcher that has to be off. The dirt. I thought you meant the first baseman has no, to be no, off. No, no, the pitcher the... can't even touch the dirt of the mound. Okay. If Every... they're going to do this hit the hidden ball trick. Yes. Yeah. And you uh... off the dirt. Okay. We did do that in Little League one time and sure. it, it worked, <laughs> yeah. 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 It's fun. You pretend like you throw the ball uh -huh. and, you, you, and you just just tag them. It's, it's great. It's awesome <laughs> when that works. I got in trouble playing I, I was uh, playing third base and and uh, this guy was coming in <laughs> and the ball wasn't even coming close to to me, but I acted like the ball was coming in so the guy would slide. And uh, and then, well, ideally, what I was going to do was act like the ball was coming in and that like I missed it. So the guy ended up sliding, and I got in trouble because you're not allowed to act like the ball's coming to you. <laughs> if it's not, if it's not because the guy right. can slide and end up hurting himself. Right. Listen, you know what? And and what's wild is is we had all those bad calls in the ALCS. <sighs> there was a big yeah. uproar about that. And uh, you know what they need to do in in golf? <clears throat> golf has so many specific rules that they the officials will flat out. Whip out the rule book in the middle, uh, and they will make a call right then and there. They they have no shame of sitting there and reading it up. But I mean, it reads like a contract. You know, right. there are there are uh, subsections, and uh, you know, section A of uh, subparagraph B, and all that stuff. Very complex. And uh, you know, I, I and some situations in baseball get that way too, where they right. they've got to have a little conference about what the hell are we going to do here, and and uh, you know, this happened and that happened, but don't forget about that, and blah blah blah. And some of these rules kind of, I guess, can they contradict each other? I, I, I don't know, really know. It's, it's really well written out and and umpires know them and managers know them and the reason Dennis knows them your husband Kathy is because he's been a coach he's managed teams and he's you know worked so you have to learn them all but again you know players forget them in the middle of the game right. what was the most yeah. what's the most recent 
rule added to baseball. Uh, the um, the American League adding the designated hitter. Okay, that was, was that was. I thought that might have been, but nothing has come since then. No, okay, no, and, and most of the rules have been fairly well established for really like a hundred years at this yeah. point. And that's why. Well, hang on, I'm going to go to uh, Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Gadzoo. Gadzoo. What's up, Mike? Hey, how you guys doing? Good, man. What's going on? Hey, don't forget about the infield fly rule. Yeah. I've, I've never even attempted to try to understand that. I just learned it last summer. I, I had no, I Explain. Had no, right, what is it? Well, see, the, the, I guess the idea being, and, well, he just called in. I, I should have let him explain it. But I thought it was just if one person was on base, the, the batter who hit the ball up is automatically out because... But it's really you got to have two people on base because ideally, if if the ball is hit into the infield, what? now I totally understand job. it. Okay. I, I was told that I was told, well maybe a softball's different, but <laughs> ideally, <laughs> what it does is maybe is, wiffle ball rules are different. Well, you can't what, spill your beer. Yeah, you got to put your beer down. What, yeah. <laughs> Run what, it on the cake twice. Put out your cigarette. <laughs> what it does is is it it's, it stops people from. Um, purposely dropping a ball so they can so they can get a double play. Right. Oh, right. right. You know, okay. So if the ball is hit in, you know, so wait, in the you air. So haven't said what the rule is though. What, what's the rule? So the rule is uh, the batter's automatically out if the if the ball goes up in the air uh, in, in the infield. In the infield. So if it's a pop up, the batter's automatically out. So right. that way, um, the, so even if they drop it, yes. even if, yeah. If because if, if they drop it, Kathy, they could then throw right. to second and then you know start a double play. So and it's one out instead of two. Yeah. So oh, wow, I didn't yeah. know that. On that, the the runner, it's what well, the batter's called out, but the runners can advance yeah. at the run. They have to tag up as if it was a pop up. But how many outs must there be in the inning, and how many runners on base? Fewer than two. Fewer than two. Chuck, you know all this stuff. Yeah. Fewer than You're two. And somebody has to be on first. Hang on. Somebody okay. has to be on yeah. first? Okay. Oh, oh, okay. It it oh, that makes sense. Force out at second base. Right. Right, correct. All right. Oh, that geez. makes sense. <laughs> Let me go to... Uh, <laughs> what? Pat, <laughs> Pat is an umpire. <laughs> Pat, how you doing? Hey, how you guys doing? Good. What's up, man? Uh, not much, man. I've been uh, umpiring for about 10 years here. So there is a lot of different rules that uh, that umpires uh, have to go through. Yeah. I got, uh, I got a book that's sent to me each uh, each year. It's about two inches thick. That's got all of these little nuances rules. Going back to the uh, the third uh, the the third strike that's dropped by the catcher. Yes. There's nobody on base. Doesn't matter how many outs there are. They can always run to first. If there's less than two outs and there's a man on first, uh, they can't run. They're out. If it's the third out, they can run. So it's so there's so many just little nuance rules that are you know that that. All right, I'm I'm gonna I, uh, all right. Repeat that back if you want. <laughs> okay. okay, go ahead. Go through it okay. again. If there's anybody on, if there's nobody on first base, right? Drop third strike, they can run. It doesn't matter how many outs, they can always go to first base. All right. Uh, okay. If there is a runner on first and less than two out and less than two out, then they cannot run. They're out automatically. That's what happened with Shane Victorino when he started when he started to run, but uh, Jimmy Rollins was on first base. I think it was the second game in uh, Colorado. Yeah, and Jimmy yeah. stole second, and they gave Jimmy a stolen base because there were fewer than two outs. But Shane was out automatically. Shane's out automatically because that base is occupied. Now, if if the base is occupied and there's two outs and it's a drop third strike, 
they can still run. They can all run. You know, they can advance. Well, gee, I see in in the pressure of a game, I would forget that yeah. in a heartbeat. Yeah, especially I would playoffs. screw up yeah. so quickly. Just run. I I'd, I'd go out to the pitcher's mound and, and think it was the batting box. <laughs> this is uh, this this clip we have explains it perfectly, all right. concise, and uh, here it is. What's going to happen is that you jerk off the ball. Yeah. Almost want to let this guy here jam you. And if it comes, it comes. There you yeah. go. Uh, well, yeah. that makes sense. Sarge gets it the best. You Apparently, jerk you off got the ball. It all involves cornholing. Oh, yeah. right. right. Press, can you go to line one? Because I've never yes. even heard that term right. before. Hi, Neil. Good morning. Hey, been come to know that. <laughs> 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 we gotta give him something. <laughs> yeah, my foot up is. <laughs> No, I think that's good for a case of Coors Light. How about that? Uh, that was great. Neil, what's the story, man? Okay, uh, let me just set this up. I think it was game two or three of the NLCS. Um, Chano Park was up the batter. Actually, I am this Nick, and he didn't know either. The term that the commentators used was flip the batter. Yeah. Uh, Carlos Ruiz signaled you know, between his legs for the next pitch. He gave a thumbs up, which now means uh, throw to first. There was a runner on first. However, the commentators were like, you know, everything I see. Uh, uh, we're well, starting to lose you. We're losing him. Oh, it, it went, you there? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, uh, the commentators got all antsy, and they're like, oh, you know, that used to mean flip the batter. It's been outlawed, but every time we see that thumbs up, oh. we get nervous. Well, Steve uh, Steve understands it. What is flip Steve, the batter, Steve? That's, it's old school baseball. That's You knock the guy down. Oh, Hit, okay. Just throw right at not like Throw at him the, back. the man on and base? What, sign, or, or do you mean the, the batter? The batter. Throw at the batter. Okay. The sign Carlos Ruiz did, for, just for you guys, is... It's when his, he just turns his thumb like that, point okay. first base between his legs, and that means give him a little chin music, yeah, just uh, kind of back him off. Exactly, well, that, that would be the old school. Is that what it means? Yeah. yeah. Now, when, when when was that outlawed? Oh, it's, it was never outlawed. It's just a, how the, the game has changed over the years. Frowned upon. Probably. Yeah. Nolan Ryan would knock somebody down for no reason. Right. 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 I uh, I forgot to mention, that, Steve. You asked about recent rule changes. Um, in the last two or three years, they've added video instant replay on home runs, and a big debate in this postseason because the umpires seem to have been missing a lot of uh, balls and strikes calls is maybe adding some sort of instant replay for different parts of the game but uh, they added instant replay for questionable home run calls if it's just inside the fair pole wasn't, or wasn't inside there the foul a case pole. that there was that they didn't they should have reviewed yeah. this season was it this season? They should have reviewed, and it, it was a, it was legally. Well, there are two a home that, run, and they 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 discarded it as a foul. There are two that come to mind. Two years ago, when the Phillies were did not make the playoffs, or three years ago, they were playing a series down in uh, D.C. against the Nationals, and Chase Utley hit a home run right. that they called either a foul ball or a double. They said it was off the top of the wall, and it changed the course of the game. When extra innings, Phillies lost. They ended up losing that race and and, and missing the playoffs that year. And then in uh, one of the most famous is 1996. The uh, I believe is the year the um, Yankees were playing the Baltimore Orioles in Yankee Stadium, and this little son of a bitch, Jeffrey Meyer, reaches yeah. over, catches the ball, or and, and they call it a home run, and that changed the course of that game as well. Uh, so the Yankees won that, was, that game. Then they call him the Whiz Kid because it was yeah. right by that Whiz sign. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Exactly. This season, what, it was Greg Dobbs, wasn't it against the Yankees in extra innings? He smashed one, and it went around the foul pole. Was and that against the Red Yankees? Sox. It was Red a Red Sox. Sox. Okay, and it was a home run. It that was they... a home run, but they didn't. They just called it a foul ball, right? And it would have ended the game, and that's what really. And you know what? Should yeah. they be compelled to review it? Well, though? that's that's Casey. You're right, and that's why it was. Uh, it stood out because they didn't review it, and it, it, it was it was at the bottom of an inning. It was an extra inning. It would have just straight up ended the game. Why would you not? Right. 
they should have reviewed that one, but the thing is it was such a bomb, it actually went over the foul pole. That's why it was so tough for them to make that call. Really? Wow. Dude, yeah, it was a you bomb. gotta do it anyway. You know, and, and I was I was, you know, me being the pessimist, I was like, that's gonna be their season right there. You know, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, yeah. you know, we lose this game and, and that you know, here we are in the world. Series. I think the second there's yeah. a point of contention, they they need to review. Yeah. I, I wouldn't I don't think it would ruin the game like some purists right. say that it might. I mean it uh L- listen, whoever play whoever wins, whoever Wins, legitimately, legitimately wins. wins needs yeah. to know they won. Well, <laughs> I mean, part of the thing. if uh, not to get on a full, uh, you know, replay discussion, but would you like to see what the NFL has has done as far as giving the uh, opposing team a certain number of reviews? Right. Yes, yeah. and it, it have I, I don't know what kind of penalty could be right. incurred though if you use up a review and it doesn't go and your way. No you know what yet. I mean? I, I say no. Yeah. Taking timeouts away, but well, I mean, obviously that doesn't apply in baseball. I, I think that it really drags. Hobble one of the players. Well, the, the football games just get, they, they're already long. There's so many commercial breaks. And in playoff baseball, they add an extra commercial. It, you know, it, it, there are long, long games. But if a call ever went against the Phils, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, bring back instant replay. <laughs> yeah. The one thing about instant replay, it takes the, the whole human aspect out of the game. And that's been something that's been in baseball forever. The fact that there can be screw-ups by the ump. And that's what's one of the like the best parts about it. All right, here it is. Game seven. Greg Dobbs smashes a ball. They call it foul. They don't do the instant replay. Next inning, Yankees win. And we should have won. Now, you know, screw the human aspect. Uh, I know. You know, I, when, I, when I, somebody I earns think, a I win. Think, I think what Steve, and I've heard people who are purists about it say that in the broad scheme of things, it weighs out. That the amount of times you get the calls your way should weigh out against the times. Well, see, I hate that though, Steve, but, but because I, the, and and this happened in the the first game of the divisional series against the uh, against the 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 Rockies. The the Phillies got a call that went our way. It shouldn't have. And then three innings later, there was a makeup call. Mm-hmm, and and I hate that. That is just dumb. There there shouldn't be a such thing as a makeup call. It, it, it should be what it is mm-hmm. and is actually all of the time. I, that's the way I take it. Harumph. Harumph. Yes. Harumph. Baskin right. Robbins is right. Howard right. Johnson is Howard right. Howard Johnson yeah. is right. Uh, Lou Ferrigno was right. Lou right. Ferrigno was right. Well, anyhow, uh, we're about to get into the, the full deal. You know, what we needed was a uh, first time, long time to call in this Yeah, morning. it ain't got a first time, long time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get It's very confusing. First time, 110%. <laughs> we got to show a little Charlie Hustle out there. 110%. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, well, first time. That's uh, time. sports talk, man. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Uh, here's what we <laughs> need to do. Was that sports talk, though? <laughs> sports gibberish. He's 110 yeah. percent sports gibberish, man. <laughs> okay, the guy sitting in his barca lounge. He's just had a flatbed pull up to pull out the wall to remove him out of his house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. Preston and Steve Rock on 93.3 WMMR. We want to welcome back to our studio the research and arts and entertainment editor of Philadelphia Magazine, our friend Victor Fiorelli. You guys rock. Thank Thank you, you. Vic. Where are the strippers? How you doing? (laughs) Every time I've been here before, there's strippers. Well, we had had women earlier. We had the lingerie football team earlier, but they had to go because they got a game in Reading and they got to get ready for that. So they're heading out. But sorry, man. Next time we'll get you. We'll hook you up. We'll hook you up. But listen, and uh, and now uh, Nick sent me the information about uh, this article and uh, and the story that has followed up since then. But you you had written something about a an establishment that you frequent. And had uh, apparently uh, been uh, 
You were the, I guess you started to notice something while you were there? I actually got a call from uh, a friend of mine who was more of a regular at this particular bar, which is known as Oscar's uh, Tavern on Sansom Street. Right. Okay. It's a, you know, kind of popular hole in the wall bar, uh, 23 ounce beers for 325. Kind of a great place to hang out. Sure. My friend called and said he ordered a Maker's Mark uh, with a beer, and they poured uh, Maker's Mark out of the bottle, and he took it to his lips and realized immediately that it was not Maker's Mark. And he told me about this, and so I went in the next day uh, on my lunch break and ordered a couple of Maker's Mark. Are you a bourbon drinker? Um, I, I like a, a lot of different spirits, but I drink anything. I drink enough bourbon to you know, know, and Maker's Mark is sort of my standard, so okay. I know what it's supposed to taste like. You absolutely know the taste. I absolutely right. know the you taste. You are an authority <laughs> on that. All right, so you, you, you order a couple during lunch. I order a couple during lunch and uh, realize that my friend is indeed correct, and so I order another one, and sort of when the waitress wasn't looking, I slipped it into a little container that I brought with me so I could remove it to do some scientific experiments uh, at another nearby bar with an actual bottle of Maker's Mark. And okay. So we had uh, Side-by-side side comparison. We had like four or five people taste the Maker's Mark and the supposed Maker's Mark, and it was pretty clear that uh, this was not the real deal. Wow. Okay, so you went a step further, though. Uh, to follow that up, because weren't you, after you had written about this, you received uh, uh, some guff from uh, regulars of the of Oscars, right? Right. Well, the original item that I wrote was a blind item. It was just kind of, uh, you know, an unnamed Center City bar. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, but then once I filed a complaint with the uh, State uh, Police Bureau of Liquor Control Enforcement, then I went ahead and named uh, the bar since okay. it was then a matter of public record. And, sure, sure. You know, our lawyers were a little bit nervous about the whole thing, obviously. How was it dealing with, with them, with the authorities? Because they take, obviously, what they do in the state extremely seriously. The, the distribution and sale of liquor and, and spirits in Pennsylvania is very well regulated. I mean, all of that's been documented before. How did you find uh, they took an, an accusation like this? Uh, yeah, the you know the, the the liquor police in Philadelphia do not mess around. Yeah, uh, you don't mess with a man's booze, yeah. booze apparently. Yeah, um, but you know, I, I they told me when they were going to go into Oscars uh, so that I could kind of set up and and you know kind of see what's going on. And uh, I was sitting at the bar at an, on another lunch hour. I love my job. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Your and, liver doesn't uh, like it too much, but you're good otherwise. This very beautiful blonde woman walks in uh, in plain clothes, kind of like a business suit, carrying yeah. carrying a little notebook, and can't get the bartender's attention because she looks like she's there to sell them, you know, right. a website or or something. She looks like a sales girl, right, right, right. And then uh, finally, she pulls out a badge and says she's with the uh, you know the state police and was there to confiscate uh, some bottles of liquor. Whoa. How did wow. the bartender react to that? Uh, he seemed kind of stunned and uh, started pacing nervously and got on the phone with, I presume, the owner uh -huh. uh, in a corner, um, you know, very worried, worriedly uh, having a conversation. So is it is the end result here is that, uh, I mean, we've heard stories about, you know, uh, watering down booze and, and uh, you know, perhaps switching out good good wine into, you know, or, or cheaper wine into better bottles and so on and so forth, sort of a bit of a shell game. Uh, what 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 is the end result of what you found here? Uh, well, they took a sample. She took yeah, the bottles. Yeah, right. So uh, about two months ago, they took six bottles of liquor out of there, including bottles of Maker's Mark and Kettle One. Right. And uh, they told me they were going to do uh, an, you know scientific analysis on the on the bottles uh, to determine what they in fact were. 
And, uh, you know, I called like two weeks ago to say, hey, guys, it's been, you know, a month and a half. What's going on? Which is when they informed me that they actually sent the bottles to the state crime lab, the same place where they, you know, if somebody gets murdered, they <laughs> right, analyze yeah. DNA evidence. It's CSI. So, he, you know, kind of made it clear they to sent me it that to it, the, it, it wasn't a high priority. Sure. They sent it to the cocktail division. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. So uh, I guess uh, on Monday they called me and they told me that they had the results, uh, which were uh, that one of the bottles of Maker's Mark that they took and one of the bottles of Kettle One were, as they called it, contaminated. Uh, (laughs) CSI. Contaminated meaning... uh, It wasn't Maker's Mark and it wasn't... uh, Yeah, I mean, you know, we're not quite sure... uh, Or is it watered down? How they got that way, whether they watered it down or whether they were substituting, you know, rot gut for the real thing. Right. Uh, You know, my opinion is that they were substituting uh, another another spirit. Okay. With the vodka, I can understand because vodka is kind of flavorless, but with bourbon, it really took some balls to, you know, put Banker's Club in a Maker's Mark Yeah, but you know what? Even with vodka, because I remember, like, out of college, you know, we were like these young girls going out and I used to drink vodka a lot and I could tell if it was a good vodka or not and and I just remember you know at several places I think that this probably happens more than we think getting a drink and being like there's no way you know that that's Grey Goose or that's Kettle One and right. them just kind of laughing at us like you know these young girls yeah right whatever you're just you know you just want to get drunk just drink it um, but I, I guarantee this happens at more places than, than it, we think is that your feeling yeah yeah I, I think it does and I've had some criticism about this why are you you know targeting this you know 45 year old bar in Center City you know, the fact of the matter is, if 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 they are doing something illegal and you know shorting the customer, uh, you know, we're not talking about not cleaning beer lines here. You no. know, if, if they're doing this, then you know they're well taking money out of the customer's hands. And liquor's expensive. Yep. Sure. Yeah. Very expensive. You go out to dinner, the majority of you, if you're drinking that night, the majority of the money's going to the alcohol and not the food. Dude, but that's, I mean, that is balls to do something, you know, to a, to a bourbon or you know, something a, that has a, such a, such a distinctive yeah. taste. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I couldn't imagine, you know, trying to do that with any sort of bourbon or, or whiskey. All I know is that my dad, when I was about uh, uh, 18 or 19, must have thought that his tolerance went through the roof because <laughs> of all the liquor down or the watered down <laughs> liquor bottles in his cabinet. Would you do that? Oh, God, yes. Are you kidding me? So you would add water while you oh, were pilfering. Yeah, totally, man. You know, he's just, just not getting drunk anymore. <laughs> his Jim Beam was like iced tea yeah. by the time I got done with that. Um, do you think that the waitresses and the bartenders knew about this, or was it maybe, you know, someone, you know, the owner or whatever doing it? Management. You know, uh, one of the waitresses posted a comment on the story, uh, you know, adamantly denying that this happens. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think that, you know, if they are doing this, I don't think that the waitress would necessarily know about it. Right, right. I was, uh, I was with some friends in, uh, in New York one time. Actually, it was a, a, my boss's wife, and, and she was there, and, uh, I forgot, I have no idea what bar we were at, but she ordered a, uh, um, a kettle one martini and uh, she starts drinking it and she's like this is not kettle one she sent it back and I'm going come on you vodka snob you don't know what are you talking about no but apparently that may have been the case because some people are vodka you know they know yeah. exactly what, what the taste is is there any est- I mean obviously you say the, the police are very fastidious about this the, the, those who, who govern this sort of activity um, is there any estimation on how much money is lost uh uh, you know, in, in the average year of similar places watering down, you know, it, like in a collective in a city, can we can we assume a certain dollar amount is lost because of activities like this? You know, it's hard to say when I approached them about this, it didn't seem to me that uh, this is the kind of thing that they get complaints about a lot. A lot yeah. I think I think most people think, you know, 
this doesn't taste right to me, and maybe they'll say something to the bartender. Sure, and they but, just roll on it. But most people just drink it and right. leave. You know what? I never, ever, and maybe when I, when I first was, was 21 and first started going to the bars, but we'll never, ever, ever buy... Or those little shooters in the test tube. No. Yeah, yeah, there's no liquor in there's those the, things. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, they're they're paying you. You know, you're, they cost a dollar, two dollars, or something like that. Huh. Maybe an eyedropper, little tiny little drop of liquor. That is the best way to make money and not yes. actually use it's up like your booze. Wait, you know totally. what? Can we do something here? Maybe a drunk day CSI with one of those, where we have somebody drink nothing but little tutors. Well, well, what do you mean? I mean, how, we're, they're either going to be, we would be the ones mixing the drinks. Right. I mean, it's, so it's we would know. Not yeah. An establishment is legitimately doing that or not. I guess you're right. Trying to pawn it off as booze or not. You just wanted to play Who Are You again. Yeah, I know. What, <laughs> what always got me was uh, when I was probably 21 or 22, we would go to Maui and they had those uh, penny drink nights. And uh, I can say it because Maui's not around anymore. Yeah. But there's no way in hell there's any liquor in any of the drinks they were providing. Is it rum and oh, coke? Yeah. It was like uh, coke and ice and uh, maybe we'll wave the rum bottle over. The, the great thing about that club, though, is that if you were drunk and started to fall over, the sticky stuff on the floor would keep you standing. God knows. Yeah. Dude, I spent years at that club on Saturday nights. You know, at a place like Maui, it wouldn't really surprise me if they're doing stuff like that or... Um, you know, but, but, but Oscars is really a well-known drinking man's bar. This right. is where working class people hole. go and drink yeah. and drink. Yeah, you were writing affectionately of it too, that this was that sort of, that sort of place. I, I yeah. actually used to really like Oscars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hang on, I want to go to, uh, Tori. Hey, Tori, how you doing? Hey, how you guys doing? Good. What's up, Tori? Um, I actually, I work at a catering place in Jersey and we do that. We, you know, we put different alcohols in the bottle and just say, you know, it's Jack Daniels one time. Like that, really? But Jack Daniels every oh, yeah. every day you do this? Oh uh, yeah, I mean you know it's mostly weekends for weddings and stuff. But yeah, they're they're constantly changing the bottles out. Do you know um, what? Well, while I, while I see it as being a, 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 a nefarious activity, I I can almost see if you're doing like a catering thing. It, it, you know, but but on a in a bar, you know, we are. It's yeah, it, but even that, Steve, a catering thing. People, she's probably are. You, oh, she's gone, uh, but she's probably doing weddings. I mean, you, do you know how much you pay per person for a wedding? That clearly covers some bottles of. No, liquor. that's a good like, point. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah. In case yeah. you're surprised at Jack Daniels, that, that's got such a distinctive taste. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's uh, a taste I hate. But... Hang on a second. Let me go to uh, <laughs> Mike, who's a bartender. Mike, how you doing? Good. How you guys doing? Good. What's up, man? Um, nothing much. I, I've seen a lot of shady stuff at a lot of different places. Yeah. Um, and the one, one, of the, one of the funkiest things I've, I've, I've seen is at large, high-end restaurants. They'll cover the SoCo, the bourbon, the like the Maker's Mark and the vodkas, and they'll they'll use like Bankers Club or Jacklins to fill those bottles. So up. they they sort of they sort of cut it with cheaper booze. Yeah, like like half and half. Okay, half and half. See, okay, if you're doing half and half, at least then uh, Jack Daniels will have you know that maybe that some Jack of that Daniels flavor, flavor will come out of it. Yeah, yeah that's why I was. I, I guess I was talking to you about this the other day, Nick. That's why like just ordering a beer is just so good because bottle you, of beer, you, you know what you're getting. You know, it, it's not watered down. It's not filled with ice. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, and that's cool. But if you do happen to like, I'm a bourbon drinker. Yeah. I like I like the taste of uh, kettle. I mean, not kettle one of uh, Knob Creek. And that's the kind that I want. Do you want. get that out when you go out? Do yeah, you, you, you know where you don't yeah. get screwed is in your narcotics. Yeah. 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 No, Steve, no, you definitely get screwed. No, they cut it without the, a doubt. The, the, the heroin, the Ajax, and the cocaine <laughs> certainly yeah. is an issue. But right. You know, oh no, no. Even even the guys when it when it. Uh, 
You know, you, oh, you're, oregano. You're, no, you, no, you're buying. Oh, the, the, like the pot dealers, they just give it a name. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we're gonna call this uh, Maui Wally, and we're gonna uh, call this this is a uh, chocolate stick, and they they just you know, it's I don't think it's where's enough. the government regulation. <sighs> Somewhere in California. <laughs> uh, let me go to, hang on a second, I have Sean on line. we got to wrap this up in just a second. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Hey, Kathy, how about a little handball? You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you got it, Sean. What's up, man? My hand, your ball. It's not. Is Marissa there, then? <laughs> <laughs> you cut our lawn? Yeah, you got, any, you got any work you can do around the house? What's up? Hey, this not, uh, I think Tori was at the caller and said, you do find that a lot at, uh, at catering events. I was actually at a, uh, at a wedding, and, and I ordered a VO. And um, I, I got it, and I said to the guy, I took a couple steps out of it, and I looked at the bartender, and I said, dude, this is not VL. And he said, um, you know what, man, I've been pouring that for 20 years. Nobody's ever questioned me about that. He goes, we use well to pour it. We use well whiskey to pour it in the, uh, in the VO box. No kidding. So, so he admitted but, to it right there. Wow. No, he, told, he said to me, right, he said, yeah, just keep, keep it quiet, but, you know, I said, well, just give me my real drink. Then. But um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? You're not even allowed. I was a bartender for nine years. You're not even allowed... Um, LCB laws to marry two bottles together that are the exact same liquor, even if it's like if you're pouring a half a bottle of kettle one into, you know, a, a half a bottle of kettle one to make it a full bottle to get rid of it. Is you're that not right? Allowed to do that, yeah. No, okay. Exactly law. Because the, the, the universal rule is if uh, you order a drink and that drink, you know, uh, if that bottle ends on your drink, that drink is free. That's the universal rule. I've never it, heard that. I've never heard yeah, that. Yeah. So, like, if you order a, a, you know, Maker's Mark and soda or whatever, and the last shot of Maker's Mark ends up in your drink, that drink is free. Is I, this a state rule or? No, this, no. It's okay. like a, you know, it's a Casey's bar rule. rule. No, it's yeah. not Casey's rule. It's the rule of the running away club. <laughs> <And> it, <laughs> Steve, we didn't drink back then. Oh, okay. And, uh, that, that was before our time. But have you ever heard that rule, Victor? Absolutely. I'm with you on this one, Casey. <laughs> wow. Anything that provides you with free drinks. Yes. Okay. Um, so what? What is, uh, what's been the result? Are they going to face a fine or anything, Victor? Right now, the state police are, uh, you know, trying to determine how to, how to handle it in terms of, uh, you know, whether there would be a fine or a suspension of their license or some other penalty. We don't really know at this point. Right. I, you know, I, I do hate to see, you know, people seeing, uh, I, obviously you have a lot of, uh, uh, everybody who goes to a regular establishment has some passion for that place. Their friends are there. They know the staff and all that stuff. And I'd hate to see people get upset over that. But then again, I, I hope that, uh, you know... Uh, they do right by their customers. They do right by their customers, and also maybe any other establishments who see this story might go, we need to stop doing that. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, really the idea. I, I don't want them to close Oscars down, for sure. I just want them to do what's right. And, you know, send a message to other bars that when we when we order something, we want what we pay for. And to patrons to be more discriminating. If, Absolutely. You, if you're thinking you're not tasting what you order, yeah. then then tell them. them. Just yeah. tell them to call Victor Fear Release. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, I'm getting a ton of <laughs> CSI Liquor Man. Uh, we're getting a lot of uh, in, of uh, calls coming of people who have worked in the industry and Tons. seen this happen a lot and have done it themselves. That's crazy. Um, uh, by the way, Victor, before you get out of here, because we do have a, a couple more guests to get to and we got to move things along, you have an event coming up on uh, the 7th, I believe you wanted to mention? I think it's November 12th, uh, the oh, okay, I have the Philadelphia date, Magazine Whiskey Festival oh, oh, yeah. at the Illustrious Union League of Philadelphia. Uh, you can sample uh, 120 different spirits, including real Maker's Mark. <laughs> <laughs> what day of the week is that? What day of the week is that? You're asking me questions I don't Thursday. know. It's, it's a Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. November 12th, and uh, I'm sorry, 150 different spirits. I have tickets for you, Preston, and I was like, do I give them to him? I just did. I gave him mine. Okay. Wow. Because I'm a real friend. I'm a whiskey drinker. <laughs> I, I love it. Um, 
Six thirty. That's early enough. I'm trying to schedule. You know, I'm trying to figure out in the next morning Agreed. what that would be like. Yeah, a great anyway. show. Be, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. How do we have a banner show? Yeah. Tune in on the thirteenth. Okay? Make sure it's, it's Friday the thirteenth. Just hire a, uh, a a van to drive you there and back, so you yep. can sprawl out. And Absolutely. Pass out. And right. you can uh, get more information on the Whiskey Festival and also read my article if you go to phillymag.com. And you got it. Send people over there. Victor, great to see you again, man. Thank you, guys. Go, Phillies. Yeah, yeah. you got it, man. Thanks for coming by. Victor Fiorello. Yeah. yeah. Philly Mag. Preston and Steve Rock on 93.3 WMMR. We got to get uh, these next on quickly because uh, Coach has a meeting to get to. Oh, come on! Hold, what? He, 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 should be, he should be coming in with I, these meetings. Oh, and, well, like what the what the hell does he do in his downtime? All right, well, other than obviously the World Series of which we're going to yeah. give away a tri uh, trip to uh, Game Two tomorrow uh, in New York, courtesy of uh, phillytailgate.com. It's a uh, hockey season. It sure is. We're in the infantile stages of it as of now, but uh, please welcome head coach of the Philadelphia Flyers, Mr. John Stevens. Yeah. To our show. Hey, John, how are you? Hey, guys, how you doing? Good, and we want to give uh, a, a, round, a warm welcome to your wife, Stacy, who is in our studio as well. So what kind of meeting are you getting to, coach? What are you guys uh, going into here? Well, no, we actually just uh, got back from Washington last night, and, uh, you know, we're we're playing well, but we're we're losing close games right now. So we got to address a couple of things and uh, start turning these tight games into wins here. Okay, not not a come to Jesus meeting though. Yeah, you're, you're not going to bring the hammer down, are you? Well, yeah, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> All right. That was a rough one last night. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, yeah, you know, we're playing well. We had, we created an awful lot of chances, but you know, we're not finishing right now. And again, those a little bit of determination and. Uh, Tighten up on a few things here. We can start winning these tight games. We go in there and play well. We just we got to put that game away. Do you know what's holding you back? I think I think that the ice is too slippery. <laughs> <laughs> so cold. It's so slick. We're a little bit on the basic side of yeah, sports, yeah, yeah. Uh, Coach. In case you didn't know that. Um, no, but what, what we are here to talk about uh, is the uh, the mutt strut that is coming up, and that's on Saturday. Are you uh, are you a big dog lover, John? Uh, I am uh, animal lover in general. We got involved with Paws uh, for the last couple of years, and uh, actually, the, the turnout and the response to that mud strut last year was terrific. So we're looking forward to doing it again. And how many how many dogs do you uh, do you guys personally own right now? You know, uh, I don't have any. I grew up uh, with dogs my whole life, but my wife seems to shift it over to the cats here. So. <laughs> oh, she went to the other side. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? That may change because she's holding a dog right now here in our He's studio. Very cute. Uh -oh. Yeah. Uh, my son Nolan wants a dog in the worst way, but we've we've stayed with the cats to this point. Oh well, you know what? This is you may be coming home. <laughs> you may be bringing yeah. home a dog. Well, this well, I'm a little worried about that. Yeah. Well, Steve, Steve, you're a big cat person, but you guys picked up a dog not that long love, ago. Love, love, love cats and dogs, and uh, we have five cats. We we just got oh. a uh, a dog uh, we adopted from the uh, PSPCA in April, and love the the hell out of it. And uh, you know, it it they're they're great. They're they're awesome, and and you you know you're saving a life when you do that. So you all get along with the cats, Steve. Oh, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, the ones that have survived. No, no, yeah. uh, no. They, they, they actually get along well, and and uh, and so you you can have your cats and your dogs as well. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm working the case for you. Here. I know yeah. he is cute. This dog. Yeah, what's so docile? What uh, and that's a pit bull, right? It's definitely a pit bull mix. They, they're saying, Preston, uh, uh, that like uh, the predominant amount uh, or the predominant species that's available right now is are the pit bulls. You see them, yeah. and they're great dogs. They're great pets. They're you know it's just the way. 
way that they're raised and people who raise them poorly and, and aggressively. It's just a bad stereotype. Yeah. But they're yeah. they're tremendous pets, and this dog is beautiful and 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 absolutely um, sedate as you're holding it. Just awesome. Yeah. This dog is an absolute love. You know what his name is? No. By the way, Matt Cord uh, hey, is Matt Cord. Hey, 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 his name is Eddie. Oh, Eddie, how appropriate. Oh, oh you nice. just named him, didn't you? We did. We <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't have to say that. <laughs> uh, uh, Coach, are you going to be at the the mud strut on Saturday? Uh, I will not. We okay. have uh, you got a game that night, an afternoon game that day. Actually. Oh, that day, yeah, that's yeah. right. It's a one o'clock game against the Hurricanes. Yeah, which kind of works so well because it's Halloween. So okay, you can get in and have a enjoy a hockey game and still get back home for trick or treat. Absolutely. <laughs> what do you go out as? <laughs> a Power Ranger? <laughs> no, no Ranger, no Ranger in the name no, of yeah, his costume true, whatsoever, yeah, yeah. my friend. Hey, you know what? It's, it's kind of cool, Coach Stevenson. I, I'm not sure what your official position on it is as, as the head coach of the team, but your your players love going to Phillies games. They really have, have embraced the team, and, and I've seen Jeff Carter, I've seen Mike Richards, I've seen Scotty Hartnell at games this year. I imagine that, you know, as fans of the city and as fans of the the other sports teams they're pretty excited about what's going on with the phils right now oh they really are they come in with the phillies hats on the same thing last year i think the uh the guys love the area they they love the sports teams i think that phillies team uh it's a lot like our team they've built it with a lot of their own young players and they've kind of come up and become a good team and they they really seem to get along well so our, our guys love the city and they, they love the other sports team the eagles uh, and the Phillies for sure, so they're pretty excited what's going on. Yeah, I saw, uh, actually had my picture taken with Mike Richards at game one of the NLDS. We were both coming out of the bathroom at the same time. <laughs> right. I went to shake his hand and he was like, uh, just washed <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, no, he actually gave me a little elbow thing. Oh, so, do you in think, the face. Do you think, uh, you know, having <laughs> actually, dude, he laid some dude out uh, yeah. just a couple of games ago, yeah. and he's not that big of a guy, but that hit that he laid was, was pretty intense. But it was a clean hit. It was a clean hit. I, I want to ask, though, uh, you you know, as far as the, you know, the Phils being in this series and and just the, you know that that sort of palpable sense of of you know of, of you know of having a champion in the city is that healthy for your team? Oh, I think it is. I think you know you just get to see up close the, the passion and the support here from our fans. I mean, Philly's a great sports town. I think the guys that are new here, you recognize that right away. And then when you see a team that gets to compete in the playoffs and. Uh, make a run for a championship, it just escalates to a level that uh, they've probably never seen before. So uh, I think it's very healthy. Uh, well, listen, Coach, we're going to let you go. We'll talk to uh, Stacy and Matt here about the specifics of the event and all that stuff because we know you got to get to the meeting. But listen, you may want to use this phrase. We had a guy send me an email. It's a great yeah. phrase. And if you ever need to motivate the team, maybe this will do it. I don't know. Uh, but he had written in concerning the uh, the Yankees versus the Phillies, and it was a champion team will beat a team of champions. So there you go. Pretty good. That's yours. <laughs> good. Or you can say, uh, start playing well or you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> that, works too. that one might work, Treat too. Yeah. I don't really know. Uh, but thanks, Coach. Always good to talk to you, all right? All right. Good talking thanks to you. Hey, Maddie, take care, bud. You, too. All right. John Stevens. Philadelphia yeah. Flyers. And like you said, uh, hurricane Saturday uh, at 1 o'clock. So uh, head to the game if you can. Uh, so, Stacey, are you going to be there for the event? I will definitely be there okay. for the event. Excellent. And uh, what uh, is this guy's, is his name really Eddie or was he, were you just He didn't have that? a name. Oh. It's so, a good name to give. And he's a, uh, he's a puppy, just adorable. Oh, and and uh, he's looking to be, um, I almost adopted. said, auctioned off. He's looking <laughs> to be auctioned <laughs> off. No. It's, a it's a bachelor auction. Yeah. Well, you know, that's a good point. He's looking to be adopted. And oh. if you come to the Mutt Strut on Saturday, yeah. you can register at 10. We walk or strut your mutt at 11. And all the dogs that are rented that day come out from Paws are adoptable, and we would love to see every dog go home. It's a great way to 
So I great way to go and interact with it with a pet and see how you yeah. uh, yeah, you, know, how you, go along. I, I don't, you can actually you don't bring your own dog there. Yeah. If you you're looking to adopt or you can a walk a dog, dog there too, right? You can walk your dog. You yeah. don't even have to bring you, a dog. You can just yeah. come and walk a mile you, and a half. Matt, are you taking uh, Scout? Are you going to go? She goes everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the I had her and J.C. Dobbs yesterday on the stage. <laughs> on the stage? Because Sierra's doing the, the ticket giveaway, and they opened up Dobbs, and I took the dog, and we went on the stage. And got Isn't there it. some kind of a uh, you know uh, cleanliness law against bringing your dog Tell in there? Tell her that. <laughs> She's clean. Yeah. Um, well, That's the one you got to worry about. <laughs> is uh, 25 bucks for this, and uh, you can go to phillypaws.org or email muttstrut at uh, phillypaws.org as well, and it's 10 bucks for Children 12 and under. Where is this starting? Where, where does the event begin? It's at the FDR Park. Right, FDR okay. Park. Great park. And it's, you know, right there with the, the Wachovia Center and the Spectrum and you know, with the with the Flyers and the Pearl Jam concert and the Phillies game and, and that all together. It's oh, going to be a hell of a Saturday. Saturday. And, and, and in a city that, as of late, has gotten really bad press because of the way it treats animals, it'd be nice to come out and do something really good for animals. You yeah. know what? So, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's important to note, too, that Paws is opening a large spade and neuter a clinic in the Grace Ferry area. Right. And there's much needed funds in order to do that. They're estimating that they will spade and neuter between twelve and fifteen thousand animals a year, oh. low cost. That's all yeah, that that'll that can help start to turn the situation around so there's not all of these uh, unwanted pets uh, you know being left to you know, be put down and all that stuff. You don't want yeah. that, so you can 30, save lives here. They receive thirty thousand abandoned animals each year. That's a ridiculous wow. amount. Yeah, uh-huh. wow. So you can absolutely help out. All right, well, we'll put a link up on our website on PrestonSteve.com for those who want to do it. The check-in and registration starts at uh, ten a.m. and then the walk at eleven. And we'll put a picture of Eddie up on the. the yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. I don't know if Eddie's going to make it out of the studio. Everybody yeah. Yeah. seriously, <laughs> I've already talked to a couple of people. He's very cute. I'm serious. Yeah, I've actually I've flirted with the idea of getting it on. Oh, you got to, Prince. Oh, but the not, boys would love it. Yeah. Not not for a little while. Not not for a couple of years, I think. But yeah. I am starting. Yeah, a couple. There is a point. I'm where putting a moratorium. Exhausted. Yeah, a couple. Keep keep doing it. Yeah, everybody loves it. And, <laughs> well, I, I love the people that don't Nick. get it. Stacy's uh, like. It's it's Nick slipping up. He was trying to say Shut up, bitch. Trying to say a couple. Anyway. Uh all right, cool. Yeah, we'll get some pictures with you and the yeah. dog and put those up and uh, and see if we can get him uh, uh adopted. Thank you, Stacy. I don't think he's leaving the studio. I, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's very possible. MMR rocks. With Preston and Steve. We'll do a whole bunch of things in this break, but a smorgasbord. The the first uh, little portion of this song I heard Jackson actually played it on his show, and I'm like, all right, that's that's cool. That's what we've been looking for. I've been waiting. We do get sent uh, MP3 files all the time of people uh, who have put together little ditties of songs <laughs> for the Phillies, and uh, you know, they, they, a lot of them fall a little bit short. Uh, yet we have legitimate uh, full-time musicians who have uh, put this one together. And I heard it. It's a hip-hop vibe. It may not be, you know, MMR material if you're, if you're a hard rocker, but it's just got a great, awesome hype to it. I love it. And getting it, it got me fired up for the That's, su- that's for what the you series. need. That's what it's supposed to do. Please welcome Gorilla Delphia yeah! to the show. And that's uh, Don McCloskey, Chuck Treese, uh, Tom Spiker. L- tell me if I'm leaving people out here, Don. So far, so good. Uh, G Love is also on the song. He's not here today. Ghost appearance today. And uh, is I'm gonna mess up. Koofy, is that it? Koof not. Koof not. Koof not. There you go. Koof not. All right. Not. Cool. And uh, who, who <laughs> Jim else? Jim Steger on bass. 
And Jim on base. All right, cool. Jim and I were throwing down the groove a moment That's ago. Right. <laughs> um, by the way, Don, we saw you. Don opened up the show for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. Correct. And that was awesome, man. You were, Thank you. We, we enjoyed the hell out of that show. You've been on Jackson's Local Shots uh, uh, before as well. Yep. And, uh, and, you're just, three. And, and you're just uh, you're Philly tried and true, right? I'm Philly tried and true, born and bred, born and raised, I guess. Yeah. yeah, in uh, Bristol, Pennsylvania. <laughs> okay, and you uh, eat bread who's there listening well, right yeah. now? Hi, everybody in Bristol. Yeah, very cool. Raised in Bristol, went to St. Joe's Prep in Philly. All right, and, so uh, who wrote this song? Who who decided to get this group of people together? So uh, yeah, I uh, came up with the the hook uh, after like the NLDS. After we won NLDS. Uh, the Webster Papadopoulos line came in my head, and <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. we loved it. I, I made special mention of that. I love <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. And I had the bass line, but I didn't have the song, so I came down. I called Chuck and Tom. We got in the studio, uh, and it came together in a week. It just kept piling up. We sent it out to Koofy. Uh, we sent it out to G Love. Koofy was with G Love. They cool. put down all the backgrounds, and here's the song. We got a horn section on there. Who's not here today? But yeah. you must uh, it still sounds pretty damn good. We heard you rehearsing. You, you, you must have whipped it together fast. I mean, yeah, as far it as came together in uh, four or five days. As far as recording goes, did you guys all get together and do it, or did you do one piece at a time? Or yeah, we all we all got together. Uh, okay. Well, we, we, Chuck, uh, Tom, and I got together, and then we sent the track out to everybody, okay. and yeah, and part, they put part. down those parts. Yep. All right. So I thought for sure, but listening to it. That you guys were just going to bring a track that you were going to do the vocals that to. That would be a cop out. Yeah, we totally. Not, yes, no. So we've got the whole combo we are here. Real live musicians. Yes, <laughs> Drums, bass, music. guitar, two vocals, <laughs> and we're actually going to be. We, there, are, there are some clips that are played in the song as well. Yes. Yeah, who do we got on the clips? Ah, uh, Phil Niccolo, the the legendary Phil Niccolo, the yeah. Butcher Brothers from Studio Four. What a producer! Is uh, yes, producer, Phil. engineer. Phil will be playing the Vox Pro this morning, which is a, uh, an, a, a an editing tool that we use here in the studio. But he's going to be trying to, to pull off the clips as the song goes along. Uh, but it's called Unstoppable, and we played it yesterday. And uh, now we're ready for this live, man. All right, let's I do mean, it. Game one of the World Series tonight. Let's do it live. You ready? Let's do it, yep. All right, this is Gorilla Delphia on MMR. Here we go. All right. Tonight's the night. We go into the heart of darkness. Yankee Stadium, we return victorious, this is the game plan, J-Row and the flying Hawaiian will steal the bases while chasing Ryan, smash the ball out into the highway, pass the bat to Worth and Raul Abanez. and just when you think the worst is over, here comes Feliz with Senor October, even the pitchers won't stop the beating, we take it to the top and keep repeating. There's just no stopping us The mere thought is just preposterous Others try topping us But keep coming up short like Webster Papadopoulos We bark and we bite Light up the skyline in Philly tonight And if you're feeling how I'm feeling Let them hear you say It's all Philly tonight It's all Philly Champion sound Philadelphia Bases loaded We explosive Bang it out the park Watch the crowd get open Walling Get rowdy and loud Y'all know what I'm talking about City of brotherly love, uh, 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 uh. streets crowded north to south, marching, cause the city proud, World Series, y'all hear us out, repeat, we stamped our mark in the game, we play with our heart, Philly's the name, bases loaded, we explosive, bang it out the park, watch the crowd get open, bases loaded, we explosive, Philadelphia, y'all, the game's over, <laughs> the game's over, there's just no stopping us, the man thought is just preposterous, Others try topping us, but keep coming up short like Webster Papadopoulos. We bark and we bite. Light up the skyline in Philly tonight. 
And if you're feeling how I'm feeling, let them hear you say It's, it's all Philly tonight, it's all Philly Shorty Jones on the microphone, first time, lifetime Took a little trip on the Broad Street line Spent all day in the lot tailgating Citizens Park after dark started vibrating Towels swinging, high hopes singing Fills are at the plate and the bats are stinging Making it hail in the opposition bullpen They got the umbrellas out saying, here we go again Even hits the kids in the indie rock bands Clap the hands, say yeah, Ryan, how it is the man-man Cause with a bat in his hand, he's like a van full of drunk Philly fans You come to Philly with some half-baked weakness You're getting served like a whiz whips. <laughs> Philly Pan's gonna do it again, Chase, tell him World f***ing champions No stopping us The mere thought is just preposterous Others try topping us But keep coming up short like Webster Papadopoulos We bark and we bite yeah. Light up the skyline in Philly tonight <laughs> And if you're feeling how we're feeling, let them hear you say It's, it's all Philly tonight, it's all Philly There's just no stopping us Not straight to the top for us This is your stop if you're not with us Cause the top spot is for the champion Light up the city tonight Throw up your hands if you're feeling alright And let the Philly fans dance to the anthem Show them your hands, let the whole world hear you say There's just no stopping us It's all Philly There's just no stopping us Like Kate Hudson hear you say It's all Philly There's just no stopping us Hey It's all Philly There's just no stopping us It's all Philly <laughs> Yeah Yeah Hot damn Gorilla Delphia right here on the Preston and Steve show Can you imagine 45,000 people waving their towels cranking it up to that I mean we got to get that in the stadium Yeah yeah, we do. yeah. We do. I think we do You wow. know what we'll talk to we got to send that over we know the fan of vision guy over yeah. there yeah. and uh, and he he's Leary. in charge of getting the music is yeah. that Larry is that his name um, Darren Leary Darren Leary actually yeah, Darren. the guy who runs it is uh, Dave Akers which is weird. Not the kicker for the Eagles, but the guy named Dave Akers. Okay. Yeah. I, I would love to hear that. Well, let's pull some Moonlight. strings. Yeah. The sound system would be pretty damn sweet. That's awesome, man. Are you guys... Uh you guys going to play any gigs as this? Or? Uh, yeah, we're, we're going wherever uh, people want to hear it. Okay. You know, so... But yeah, nothing lined up. I don't know. Well, now Bank Park. I'm going to throw that out there. Yeah, Susan Bank Park. There were two. There were two pep rallies yesterday. You should have been part of them. Yeah. But you guys are all. You know, this is all new. So this is all new. Came together. Yeah. But separately, you all have your own things. Right. And is this the first time you've ever collaborated? And will this be the last time? We've all played together in one capacity or the other. But so you're like doing this more and more. You're like Asia. In exactly. that you're a, you're a super group. Yes. Yeah. We're like the traveling dingleberry. Right, the yeah. traveling dingleberries. That's, right, yeah. That's your name, yeah. man. No, That's it's Gorillaadelphia. We're going oh, with no, Gorillaadelphia. <laughs> you got a new name? We are not going as the traveling dingleberries. That was a joke for the President's Steve show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, no way you're getting Citizens Bank Park with the name Traveling no, Dingleberries. The yeah. Traveling Dingleberries. And now, the Traveling Dingleberry. Um, all right, well, there's with some... backup singer Anal Warts. <laughs> there's uh, apparently there's something that we haven't. I think you've heard it, Steve. I've not heard this yet. Nick's heard it too. Uh, you want to hear another musical interlude? No. <laughs> to follow that up with the, that was a masterpiece, and what's following it is less than a masterpiece. But whatever you want to do. Uh, well, I because I'm interested. Okay. All right, you have not heard it. Last year, last year during, uh, during the, I liked it. The Phillies and the Rays. Uh, Kathy and uh, Casey went in and they, they recorded a song a cappella. Yes. Uh, and but you went in. <laughs> that's it. That's part of it. 
But you've decided to go solo case? Well, no, I did not. In fact, this is sort of the opposite of what Gorilla Delphia did. I, I put the call out and nobody called me back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, um, this is uh, sort of the antithesis of, of what Unstoppable is. Okay. Uh, but, uh, you know what? You weren't going to let anybody else take you down. No. We, we did this last year. and uh, I, This project I, is called Probably Beatable. <laughs> Probably Beatable. Um, no. So, we, we did it last year. And really, the only reason I did this was because I felt like if I didn't, we would lose. Because okay. you right. did something yeah. last year. Okay. Right. So, uh, so, does this have a title? Th yeah, it's called a WFC. WFC. If you, if you know what that stands World for. World Champion. And I've heard a bit of it. And I liked it. Okay. You're very critical of it, Keith, yeah. but I, oh, it works what? for me. I apologize. Uh, this was a collaboration. Uh, intern Steve and I worked on this together. Okay. He, yeah, he right. And Carly Simon. Lyrics. And Carly he Simon as right well. Right Yes. Right. Okay. All right. Well, let's, let's listen this to it. This is bad. Right. I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not promising anything awesome. Right. Here we this go. This is a minute and a half of horribleness. All right. Here we go. Yo, 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 This song is for all the Yankees and your fans out there. Yeah. What? You can take it to the bankies that your asses will get spankies. New York fans will need some hankies. The Yankees' moms are filthy skankies with breath all gross and stankies. Their boobs are long and lankies and their high knees dark and dankies. Y'all are like babies who are crankies. Dirty diapers that are stankies will wrap you in your blankies. Give your bottom a little spankies. Feed you some beans and frankies and milk for you two drankies. You may be number one in all the rankies but no more Yankee my wankies. We're not here for hanky-pankies. We'll have the Yankees walk the plankies for one-eyed willies and all the fillies. Let's talk about the fillies. I'll shout it from the hillies to all the bobs and billies and all the Janes and Jillies. The world champions are the fillies. Certified with no frillies. All the players have mad skillies. Not one weakness, no Achilles. Eats at Fridays, never chillies. Loved by Jennifer and Lou Tillies. Cooking Yankees on their grillies. Smelling fresh like Tiger Lilies. One year later, we are stillies. The world for <laughs> champions. I told you it was good. I love it. Retired. I like it too. Yeah, see? I love that. I had uh, intern Steve give me everything that rhymes with Yankees and Phillies, and then we just went from there. It was a lot of hard work. Was wow. it 110%? 110%. Labor of love? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All those other ad hoc phrases. Don, your impression of that? Ah, uh, we retire. <laughs> if you want, There's I can no give you the lyrics. You guys can put it to music if yeah. you want. Remix. <laughs> oh man, and and you were. I, I thought it was going to be a total hip hop thing at the See? beginning there. One eighty, right? Yo, yeah. yo, yo. You should have Cuffy do the uh, the beginning of that. Yeah, That's, that? that'll give it. Yeah. Coof nuts. I'm all about it. Coof nuts. Yo, 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 yo. Wonk, 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 wonk. This. <laughs> that was my impression of a New Yorker. Wonk, wonk. Hang on, let me go to Jesse. Hey. Jesse, good morning. Yes, good morning. Hey, what's, what's up? up? You guys are on. Thank you, Jesse. What's going on? No, no, I actually just wanted to call. I used to intern for you guys uh, two years ago from LaSalle. And, oh, okay. Uh, I'm driving to work, and I just died because my roommate's a New Yorker, and they just think they are amazing. And yeah. that was an amazing song. Oh, you love cool. the song. Yeah. New York, New York. I love it. Thanks, guys. York, York, York. Oh, my God. Thank you, Jesse. Let me go to Sandy. Hey, Sandy. Yeah. Yeah, what's up? You guys rock. Thank you, Sandy. Love, love, love the song. You love there the you song? Wait. I, I, which I song? It was awesome. Which song? Casey's. Oh, oh Casey's song. Snap. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark, We're out of here. Mark loves uh, 
Well, I'm yeah, let me, let me go to Mark. Hey, Mark, how you doing? How you doing? Good. 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 What's up, Mark? Not much, man. I love that first song that got played. I don't know what the guest's name was on the show, man, but uh, I think it blew Casey song out the water. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, of course. Dude, let's see. One, two, three, four, Thanks five, six people against one, two, you know? Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I think that one, the, the, the first song you heard probably has a better chance of being played at Citizens Bank. Um, by the way, it's uh, Gorilla Delphia, yeah. and the song is called Unstoppable. Unstoppable. Were we filming that, by the way? Was any I don't yeah. know. I believe we were. Yeah. Was uh, intern Nick in here? Okay. No, Nick had to take off, but uh, intern Dan was doing it so it should be taken care of uh, never uh, <laughs> <laughs> well we have a recording of it we're definitely yeah. going to be playing that some more because that was that was really solid uh i love it has a great uh, great feel to it that's the way you you do a, a song like that yep absolutely all right guys hang out for a little bit okay yep. if you don't mind because we got some business to take care of but that is gorilla delphia is there uh, is that available online anywhere yeah, it's, uh, available free for download on gorilladelphia.com gorilla delphia. It's spelled like gorilla warfare like not the gorilla animal g-u-e-r-r G U E double R I double L A Delphia. Okay, all right, yeah. dot com. All right, and uh, grab that song because that's awesome. That's an anthem. I love it. All right, we need to do uh, several orders of business. We're going to do the B file. We're going to do the trash and uh, wow, music news all in this shot. So, uh, Matt Cord, get back in here if you can hear my voice. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre file. Uh, let's start with this. A woman was surprised by a man in the front room of her home, grabbed a plastic toy bat, and hit him repeatedly until he ran out of the front door. <laughs> Sheriff's office said the 26-year-old woman was taking a bath with her 3-year-old child when she noticed a cat who normally stays outside had entered the room. What the? Thinking this odd, she dressed and walked into the front room where she saw a man standing over her 4-year-old son who oh. was sleeping in a recliner. She yelled at him to leave and threatened to call 911, but he hit her in the head. She picked up, like, a toy baseball bat and beat him. That's awesome. Until he left. A to- it was like a plastic baseball bat, but it was enough. She was hitting him so severely that he decided to leave. The sheriff's office said that the woman did not know the man, and they are looking for him. Uh, a burglar with a conscience returned a keepsake containing a boy's ashes to his Orlando mother after seeing the woman talk about it on television. Wow. The ashes were in a small vial that looks like a necklace. Uh, it, along with jewelry, money, and uh, a television and other things were swiped when Emily Santana's home was ransacked this week. Uh, Santana's grieving. I'm, I'm very sorry, and I apologize with all my heart. The June death of 18-year-old son Giovanni Perez. She picks up her. Uh, she picks up his urn uh, when she's sad and wants to feel closer to him and plan to give the necklace to her mother. Uh, Santana got her wish on Wednesday. The stolen vial uh, reappeared back uh, in the back of her car, wrapped in the comic section of a newspaper. Oh, They wow. held on to everything else, but uh, did return that for her. So the burglar had got a conscience. I really, really miss my microwave. Uh, in the market for a set of used grills once worn by a perp. I'm talking about the grill in your yeah, mouth. Uh-huh. Uh, Tennessee cops may have some gold cash, cold gold for your cash. The Nashville Police Department is auctioning a confiscated set of custom-made teeth grills. Wow. With the proceeds of the sale embarking for the police state drug fund. The mouth ornament is adorned with six topaz stones and Jeez. two cistern stones. Cistern stones? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the grill is made of 10-carat yellow gold and carries an appraised, appraised value of $349. It's in, unclear in whose mouth the item previously resided, but the jewelry was most recently stored in the Nashville PD's property room. They are selling a used grill. And why That's not? disgusting. What are you going to do with that? <laughs> Melt it down. I guess so. 
Uh, Polish police say that a man attempted to rob a bank in the city of Lublin using a teaspoon. Uh, the suspect <laughs> wow. held the spoon to the neck of a bank. He employee. got a spoon. A neck. Uh, he held it to the neck of a bank employee, pretending that it was a knife. Please don't. Scoop me. But uh, police say two women working at the bank were not fooled and scared the man away by screaming. Uh, police are... At least use a spork. Uh, still searching for the suspect. Yeah, at least it's got... It's got some pointy things pointy on things it. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. An attorney filed a complaint with police after a man she is trying to have declared a dangerous offender lost his school and shouted at her in a courtroom on Tuesday morning. He said, I hate your effing guts. This is uh, Christopher Edward Newhook. New hook. New hook. He yelled at prosecutor Catherine Cogswell during a profanity filled outburst in court. He said, I wish I could cut your effing head off with a rusty hacksaw blade. Wow. Maybe you should let the lawyer. I hate you. I hate you more than anything in this damn world. <laughs> he probably should have pulled back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, he is uh, being sentenced for stabbing a man in the head two years ago. <laughs> yes. He did maintain his composure for the rest of the day. Oh, good, said, good. No, so good for him. He went to his happy place. Yeah, and then we'll do one more story, and then we will wrap things up. Uh, let me see. Let's go with this one. It was around 3 a.m., uh, the first time that patrolman spotted Michael Conway walking around the streets of Salem with an empty bag. An hour later, the officers saw Conway again. This time, the bag was full and slung over his shoulder. So the officers caught up with him, hoping to figure out what he had just acquired in the early morning hours before some stores are open. Conway is now facing charges of breaking into three cars based on what was found in the bag. Uh, when patrolman caught up with him and they had asked what was in the bag, he responded that claiming that they were his former wife's sex toys. <laughs> uh, the officers weren't buying it and took a look inside and they spotted a brown wallet with a license, credit cards. Uh, they also found a bunch of other belongings. He said that, uh, he allegedly told the officers that the wallet belonged to his former wife's new flavor of the month. Okay. Uh, they said that uh, they found all kinds of stuff. Uh, a GPS, compact disc, American Express receipt, jewelry box filled with gold charms. That's some weird sex toys. A watch and no sex toys. So he was arrested for uh, the crime of theft. And there you go. We're going to wrap that up right there, my friends. We have a lesson question, and we are going to give away this morning tickets to see Dom Irera. He's coming to town Friday the 27th at the TLA. That's November 27th. And tickets are on sale Friday uh, at LiveNation.com starting at noon. So the question I have for you, man. Man. Uh, let me see here. What do I do to keep myself from being scared of demons? Two one five two six three WMMR. What is it that I do to keep myself from being scared of demons? You guys remember? I don't remember this. Yes, yeah, when I go down in the oh, basement. Yes, I do remember. Oh, okay. Two one five two six three WMMR. Call now. Let's see if you can get it right. Oh, I love trash. WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Steve, what's going on? Well, Microsoft yanked its sponsorship from Fox's Family Guy presents Seth and Alex's almost live comedy show due to content concerns. Said a representative, quote, at Microsoft, we prefer to stay away from obnoxious things, so we're sticking with that annoying little Asian girl. Oh. Rattlers! Texas great Andre Agassi admits that uh, in his upcoming biography, uh, he used crystal meth during his career, specifically in 1997. Agassi admits that the drug addiction probably figured into his decision to dump Brooke Shields for Steffi Graf. Oh. Had to. Cher's former daughter, now son Chaz, slash Chastity Bono, has taped his first post-sex change video uh, interview for Entertainment Tonight. 
Chaz says that far more difficult than having his penis constructed for him was convincing people that he didn't already have a penis. Wow. And finally, Braddy, Bradley Cooper is uh, reportedly taking his on-again, off-again girlfriend, Renee Zellweger, home to Philadelphia for the holidays. Cooper says he loves being with uh, Zellweger because he gets to see her orgasm face even when they're not having sex. Oh, oh awesome. my God. That's your Hollywood trash. All right, thank you, Steve. To the phones we go. What is it that I do to scare away the demons? 215-263-WMMR. I have Phil on the line. Phil, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good. Phil, what's the answer? Uh, you sing. I yeah. sing, yeah. So I'm going to give you tickets to see Dom Irera Friday, November 27th at the TLA. Hang on just a minute. Tickets on sale Friday at noon at LiveNation.com. 93.3 WMMR. With Preston and Steve's Music News. Uh, let's see. Uh, the woman accused of stalking pop singer Justin Timberlake also apparently had her sights set on Metallica for a while. According to TMZ, she went from Metallica to Justin Timberlake. The other way around. Actually. Oh, okay. She started with Justin. Now she's moved over to Metallica. Uh, the members of the band, or maybe it's the other way around, Steve. I'm not sure. The members of the band got a restraining order issued against Karen Jane McNeil last March, and the document filed by uh, Lars Ulrich at Los Angeles Superior Court. The band requested that McNeil stay at least 150 yards away <laughs> from all four members. <laughs> Their families and the people who run the Metallica fan club. Uh, McNeil also stalked Axl Rose for several years, starting Man. in 1995. Very committed, or should be. And was eventually sentenced to a year in prison for violating a court order to keep away from him. Uh, Timberlake won a restraining order against McNeil on Friday. So, yeah, Steve, she went from Metallica to, to him. Uh, after she showed up at his front door on Thursday and wouldn't leave, uh, his security team called the police to come and pick her up. Uh, they gave her two tickets to the Metallica concert. <laughs> uh, she was discharged when it was determined that she was not a danger. So they're going to, you know, not let her get any closer, but they're not arresting her. The Killers are going to release a cover version of the Eagles' 1978 hit Hotel California. Really? On November 30th, yeah. Uh, the quartet recorded the track with the Afro-Cuban ensemble Rhythms del Mundo, and all proceeds from the sale are going to go to the artist Project Earth. Uh, charity organization which promotes awareness of climate change and support for victims of natural disasters. Uh, the song also appears on Rhythms Del Mundo's uh, covers album, Classics, which features tracks by Amy Winehouse, Keen, and Fall Out Boy. This is Rhythms Del Mundo's album? That's Rhythms Del, Del Mundo's, Mundo's album. Okay. That's, that's the one. Steven Tyler, of course, Mara Smith, is going to stage what's described as a multimedia solo presentation. Ah! At the Capital Center for the Arts in Concord, New Hampshire, on January 23rd, according to the Concord Monitor. Tickets are priced between $75 and $200, and will go on sale this Friday. Uh, and that'll be at 11 a.m. The most expensive seats will also include a pre-show reception and a meet-and-greet with Tyler. The event itself, titled Dream On, an intimate evening with Steven Tyler, will feature the legendary rocker singing two songs and playing piano, after which he will take questions for 30 minutes, show concert footage, tell stories, and discuss his struggles with drugs. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, also, one more thing, the uh, former Oasis frontman, Liam Gallagher, says that he plans to start a new band in 2010, now that his original group is officially over. Uh, he spoke to the newspaper, The Scotsman, and said, uh, getting away from the whole Oasis thing is going to be a good thing, I suppose. Uh, I don't want to do anything solo. I want to be in a band. While we can do 
uh, things a lot differently these days, I'll definitely be rock and roll. Gallagher added, for now, I'll just be relaxing at home. Uh, Noel Gallagher plans to go solo as well. And last night, the first of four Pearl Jam shows. Uh, we have uh, Mr. Matthew Frederick Cord who is here, with, uh, along with Nick McWayne, two of the biggest Pearl Jam fans in the building. No I got question. My notes. You got? Oh, wait, hold on. Let me turn on your mic. Got, you got? You took notes? I took notes right next. It was funny. I was sitting right next. Nick to has him. his notes as yeah. well. Yes, I do. <clears throat> Extensive. Yeah. Do they match Scribble. up? Yeah. Well, Matt and I, Matt started cheating off of my notes, and then I, <laughs> I, I was, was cheating off of his. There are. Hey, um, stop looking at his paper. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're doing. There are times. I'm, I'm a very big Pearl Jam fan, but there are songs when they start playing them that I'm like. Like, what is that song? What is that song? Because they'll play songs from every record. Right. And the last two records, it takes me a while to memorize the names of the songs. I think, Casey, you mentioned it. I'll, I'll know what number it is on the CD, but right. I, I can't remember what the name of it was. So anyway, there were a couple of moments in the show where I had to look at Matt's notes and he had to look at mine. I do have to say, because I, I listened yesterday at the, the Pearl Jamboree and I got to listen to a, you know, a while of the, of the broadcast last night that, Nick, you did a really good job at the Pearl Jamboree and, you, and your knowledge was... was uh, um, Extensive, extensive, and well thought out, and um, interesting Polite? to listen to. No, no, it's just really interesting to listen to to Thank go you. through the the history of everything, and then the coverage last night at at the show was just amazing. It was only their fifth show ever in the city of Philadelphia. They've they've done several across the river in Jersey at the the center, and uh, but they did you know Dobbs who mentions it every time, and then the truck, and then they did the Chasey Dobbs, <laughs> the Spectrum. In did he mention it again? He did not mention it last night. No, and we had an over under going. I said he's going to mention at least seven times during this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I said wow. six for the week, but uh, he did not mention it. And then they, they played uh, the Spectrum in the Wachovia Center a few years ago. So this did he mention Dave and Buster's or anything like that? Uh, maybe uh, no, maybe that's his new place. I don't know. Dave and Buster's. I just like the video games. <laughs> awesome. They got a good chicken parm sandwich there. Five guys. But he did a really five guys. Burgers. <laughs> he got a great uh, section. <laughs> he said this thing when uh, he goes, "We were flying into Philly. We're coming in, and we and we look out the window of the plane. You see the big." football stadium and then you see the big baseball stadium and then you see the other thing where the hockey and then there's this little thing in the middle this little baby and that's the spectrum and he goes that little baby has more history than any of all those buildings combined yeah. that's true that's cool that's that definitely true quickly before i hear more about the show though let me let me give these tickets away okay, okay. uh i'm gonna get uh our 25th caller, 25th I, got, caller. I got Vinny on the line Vinny, how you doing so vin Joe. what's the secret, the secret text word <laughs> We are the champions. Champions, yes. That is correct, man. Yes. 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 <laughs> That's the way you win. That is what I'm talking about. You guys are so awesome because I tried to win something almost, and this is the one. Oh, there you go. Beautiful. What you're going to the show tonight, my friend? Congratulations. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> all right, all right. That's what he said. That's so awesome. You got to come in and visit us sometime, Vinny. Oh, I definitely would love to. All right, hang on just a second. We're going to get your information. I like that guy. Yeah. I definitely would love to. I love to. That's what I'm talking about. That's that's what you want. Uh, let me see. And then our random text winner is Rattlers. <laughs> Uh, Vanessa Romerowitz. Vanessa Romerowitz of Bridgeport, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Now, I would say she's going to the sold out show tonight. However, this just in from, and, and that's a Don McCloskey song, this just in. Uh, some seats have been opened up for tonight's show due to production scheduling and uh, production reasons. So, 
Get them now. Yeah. Right now at this very second or else they are gone. So that's a, that's a heads up from uh, Live Nation. Uh, any surprises from the show last night, guys? Stone singing a song. Yeah, he, he sang a song on uh, the No Code record called Mankind, and they sort of uh, coerced him into singing a song last night. There was a cool intro. They did a, this nice montage video uh, from the Spectrum. Spectrum highlights, like sporting stuff right. and, and uh, you know even college basketball and other concerts. And then it went into the Rocky theme, and that's what brought the band out on the stage. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't really do many hits. For the, I mean, they, they weren't obscure songs. They just it wasn't like Alive and Daughter and and you know the big ones until the encores, and it was still just a really solid set. So it, it's it was the first night of four, obviously, and and uh, the, 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 you said though, and you, uh, you I think you both have mentioned that they they're they're making. Um uh, note of the fact that they're building towards a crescendo. Yeah, oh, I, that, that, I, that Saturday night is going to it's be a, it's a marathon. It's going yeah, to be a marathon. Night was the first leg, right? right. And so it's an interesting um, way for them to to build these shows because they have to build a show within the show because it might be the only one that people get to see on a particular night. But they realize that it's four in five nights in one town. Do you think that they're assuming, and they're probably right in assuming that? Many of the people have purchased tickets for all the the nights, or at I least a so. multitude of, of the nights. Yeah, I think that there are a lot of people that are going to be there all four nights, and uh, I'm lucky enough to be one of those. But um, and they're well aware of what Bruce did last week because there was a point in the show last night where it goes Eddie goes, "Hey, I n- understand Bruce tore this building up." Yeah, so he goes, but we're not the cleanup crew. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so. cool. They don't want to be uh, second runs to Bruce, so they're they're going to. Put but then on he great said, "Hey, shows. heads up to Bruce. Uh, Bruce did a great job. Yeah. It wasn't." I couldn't really talk about it. I never really liked his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they did not end with Yellow Ledbetter last night. They, they ended with uh, Rockin' in the Free World, Yeah, uh, which is um, was kind of a surprise. What, is Ledbetter usually what they end with? That's usually Almost always, yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. That or Bob That's predictable, o- though, if you do it every time. Well, it's yeah. like it's like, kind of like 40 with U2, you know, for a number of years. U2 would always end every show with, with 40. And, and plus, Eddie just doesn't want to say anything because there are right. no real lyrics at right, the end yeah. in that song. <laughs> He's so really tired at that yeah. point. Yeah. Just wants to mumble. A couple <laughs> bottles of wine in. Yeah. Last song. It's like the New Radicals and you get what you give, right. you yeah. know? Play they it twice. always have to end Remember they play that twice? We were talking about that. It's pretty terrifying. Um, uh, let me see. Oh, you guys spent time with uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff was Ahmed yeah. after the the show. <laughs> you would love this. We went. We just started talking about different venues that he likes to play. Yeah, and he was like Red Rocks, not a fan. The Gorge, hate the Tweeter Center. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was just throw out a name, and he would tell tell you know because they played all over the world. And he, he talked about his love for the spectrum, but it was a funny story. Preston, he, he said that uh, his last name is is actually pronounced Amen, and Amen. we we asked him point blank, how do you pronounce your last name? He said, well, it's Eamon. And, and Eddie always says Jeff Amen. And he said, well, I, I tried to correct him for two or three years, like in the early 90s, and then I just gave up. So he can call <laughs> me whatever he wants. Huh. Eddie pronounces his own basis last name wrong. Wow. Well, I got Harry Callis before he died to do an ID for Pearl Jam, and, and he did Jeff Amen. I said, Jeff, loved the idea. I'm like, yeah, but Harry said Amen. He goes, dude, Eddie's been saying that his whole life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matter. Wow. What are we, we going to get to talk to him? Is he going to come on the air? Uh, we're trying. He's hanging yeah. out with Bam on Thursday. Yeah? Yeah, he's going to go skateboarding with him. I oh. mean, come on. But he's a little, he's like, I'm kind of worried. Like, is this going to be an episode of Jackass or something? Yeah, it more than likely <laughs> will. Sure they'll film while he's there, yeah. He's kind of like, how far away does he live? Wow. We'll, we'll try. <laughs> we'll try. All right. Well, anyway, uh, that's cool. That's uh, one of four, so there's a ways to go. Man, this is a this is an amazing active week this week of just the whole city. Phenomenal. All of us are busy, but everybody's just got something exciting going on. Our Halloween party's tomorrow night. Uh, we got the the game tonight and tomorrow night, and then we've got, what else is going on? Haunted Horror Night. Sixer Home Opener. Yeah. The who? Sixer Home Opener. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Cedric the Entertainer. At, so, uh, just Academy of Music. Emo <laughs> Phillips. Emo Phillips. Yeah. It's a ton. <laughs> 
Let me see. We have we have so much on our plate, so many things that are going on. Uh, I'll run down uh, what's on the way tomorrow quickly. Uh, let me thank our guests uh, for being here today. We had um, Stacy and John Stevens. Hey! Coach of the uh, the Flyers, of course, gave us a call, and their event is the Mutt Strut, which is going to be on Saturday at 10 a.m. at FDR Park. There's a lot of activity around there this weekend, but uh, uh, if you're interested in adopting a dog, uh, please go out to this event because there are a lot of... Uh, a lot of beautiful animals that need to be taken care of. Uh, Victor Fiorello, Philadelphia hey. Magazine. Very cool article uh, about uh, some of the bars in the area that might be uh, watering down the booze. Yeah, what you think you're drinking, you might not be drinking. And you know what? Um, I kind of was thinking that. I know it's not at bars. It's more at clubs. But the table, uh, the bottle service where you get a table, I mean, that's yeah. probably a better option for you because you know you're, get, you know you're getting a full bottle that's closed when yep. it comes to you. They open it in front of you. So Exactly. Uh, Emo Phillips. Yeah. Yeah. Helium Comedy Club. We were just talking about him off here. I got a few emails from people who were like, I, cu- I couldn't listen to that. What in the world was that? Was he here live? Yeah, yeah he was yeah. here live, oh, and, and you, you had to, you, you got to know the bit in order to right. get it. And, uh, and I've got the greatest station ID from that guy. And Pierre, he's weirder than ever. He wow. was. I was sitting where you are right now, and I kept like inching away from him a little bit. <laughs> because he, he was he doing is, all these bizarre yep. gesticulations, One, and he was breathing heavy and just acting all very bizarre. That's so. the emo character. Yeah, that yeah. is. But what, uh, one of the comedy club guys back in the 80s when he came on uh, was escorting him uh, after a show to his hotel, and he says, I want to stop at the Wawa. <laughs> and uh, he, he did and uh, started taking his pants off in the Wawa and changing into shorts. And the and the guy says, you cannot do that here. He goes, why not? <laughs> you know. Bizarre. You know, he was married to Judy Tenuta at yes. one point. Yep. Which That's we, who he was talking about this morning. I would have loved to have just been a fly on the wall in that home. Uh, yeah, a couple of very bizarre people. He's been married a couple, couple times, actually. Yeah. Oh, really? A couple. A yeah, couple. A couple. Um, so, anyway, and uh, also, we got to thank Gorilla Delphi. Yeah! yeah! Thanks, guys. Don McCloskey, who is here, and uh, dude, that was awesome. I, Thank you. I, I enjoyed the hell out of that song, and you said it is available at uh, GorillaDelphia.com. Yep. It's communal property of all Phillies fans. You can go on, download it, enjoy. That, that needs to be p- positioned as the song of the of the World Series here. Well, right. I will not disagree. With you will not fight that. <laughs> Uh, do you do you have any gigs coming up? Uh, I do. So- I'm playing with uh, Downtown Harvest at the World Cafe Live. And when's that going to take place? Friday. Okay, cool. Yep. Should be yep, awesome. Yep, yep. And uh, r- tell me the rest of the band members real quick. Of Chuck Treese on drums, Tom Spiker on guitars, and uh, Jim Steger on bass. And Koof Knotts was the other MC. Koof G Love, who's on the track, was not here. Right. And uh, the horn section, real quick. Larry Toft. Uh, 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 Patrick Hughes and Jay Davidson. Are, are you guys? Is there? Uh, can you whip together a video real quick? I know it's this week. We're trying like, hard. Yeah. We actually try to get some footage uh, of the fills. Yeah, and just and, take uh, another video and then put your track over it. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Uh, do, the, do the cat playing the piano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If anybody's listening is uh, savvy, uh, video edit savvy. Can we throw it out there? Actually, yeah, our own. People, we have yeah. a guy here, yeah. who's Nick, who's yeah. not here right now, but uh, yeah, he might be able. To, yeah, we'll we'll hook All you right. up with him. Yeah. All right. All cool man. Thank you, Don. Nick's really psyched. He's got an extra job now. That's cool. Totally. We appreciate it, man. Thank you, guys. Great to hear from Gorilla Delphi.
Did you hear the song, Pierre? Yeah, it's, I, I liked it when you played it yesterday, and uh, it sounded great live today. Great job. Thank you. Cool, man. Thanks, Pierre. Uh, let me see. We need to do the letter. You ready, Pierre? You betcha. Let's go to it. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily All Letter. Right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. He is in Pierre's tank. is on empty. <laughs> <laughs> We have uh, the prize this week, a Wii, courtesy of the new KFC $5 Madden NFL box. Uh, choose from six KFC favorites plus a side. And a Madden NFL cup. Unthink and taste the unsub side of KFC. You were at the Pearl Jam show last night, I assume. Yes, and everything Matt and Nick told you was true. Okay. So we're good then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere to carry that now. Uh, but but huge thumbs up, great time. Yeah, uh, we'll have more during the course of my show. Yeah. Did, you, did you meet with uh, Jeff afterwards? Yeah, I okay. was uh, I was there. Nick neglected to mention my name, but uh, I was there uh, <laughs> hanging out with them as well. And uh, they they would occasionally draw attention to me when Nick wasn't gravitating towards whichever direction Eddie might be backstage. <laughs> um, but. Found Nick walking sideways a lot, like. Mm, well, Nick. Nick was looking at Jeff while really looking down the hall to see if Eddie might come out of the dressing room. Actually, you know again. what? That's not uh, entirely true. Uh, yes, ob- ex- no, no, no. Exotically true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know how I feel about Eddie, but. Um, Jeff is just really, really no, easy to talk to. Yes. I, I'd, I'd have a much more difficult time talking to Eddie because I'd be... Uh, starstruck. Like, starstruck, yeah. Sure. And I, I wouldn't be able to carry a normal conversation with the guy. Jeff is just a normal dude, and he right. happens to be in one of the biggest bands in the world, but he's just an awesome, nice person, you know, an individual that you can hang out with. So I really appreciated that experience. No, cool. he's absolutely right. He, Jeff is a great guy and couldn't be easier or nicer to talk to. Awesome. And Matt is such good buddies with yeah. him. It's, it's yeah. cool. He came right up and hugged Matt. Matt, yeah. Matt is better with celebrities than anybody I've ever met. Yeah. As far as being, he able works to have, harder at well, it too. No, no, I mean, as just being able to have a normal conversation. Yep. He's after natural. after about three things that I'll bring up, trying to have a normal conversation of anybody. Is there uh, some of the uh, 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 you know just improv that you have been known to, uh, been come to known as, and then I leave. <laughs> He's just a little bit No, but I, 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 like, after maybe three quick points or conversation, or uh, I will, oh, no, I'll, I'll run out of things to That's say. That's it. Yep. I, I can't do you it. You can die now. Going. I'm just not good at it, of having a conversation of, of any level, of a local level. I have a hard time. What do you guys like to eat? Yeah, yeah what do you like to eat? What do you like to eat? Have you been all 50 states? Yeah. yeah I'll have to use that one. Uh, let's, uh, let's see. What, what's coming up on the show today? Well, we'll, uh, we'll flash back to more segments of Pearl Jam, and we have some other cool workforce blocks. Uh, I'm not sure what they are, though. <laughs> and uh, we'll have a fine program. Fair enough. I'm certain you will. i got to thank our sponsor, Stephen Singer Jewelers, the other corner of 8th and Walnut, or IHateStephenSinger.com. Also, Lippman Jewelers for an amazing selection of diamond engagement rings. <laughs> Shop Lippman Jewelers today. We're not supposed to put like clients next to each other. Anyway, uh, brought to you by Gwyneth Mercy College. Yeah. Earn, earn a degree that will advance your career. Yeah. Go to GMC Degrees. <laughs> Dot com on uh, tomorrow's show. Dominic Monaghan oh, nice. of Lost Fame, of course, will be joining us. And what's he's the, on fast forward. Fast, yeah. fast forward. Yeah, uh, he flash look, forward. He looks good. He yeah. does look good. Yeah, he's really Hot. cut up. Um, How come they offed him from Lost? Um, well, he might be back. Okay, I'm lost. Nobody's really gone. Uh, Rashida Jones will be joining us too. We will be, be doing the Chainsaw Wake Up Call and. From Paranormal Activity, we have the two stars, Katie and Micah. Uh-huh. They're going to be on uh, the show. And, best of all, a trip to see Game 2 of the World Series. Wow. 
tomorrow? And the, yep, that's tomorrow. from uh, phillytailgate.com. So, cool. so here's the deal. You win the trip tomorrow, you go tomorrow night. It's that simple. And in fact, it won't be, it'll be earlier than tomorrow night because you got to get on the caravan yep. and head up. So keep that in mind. you got to keep it open and we'll tell you what you need to do tomorrow morning. That's it. We're done. Ray John, have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Go Bells! The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. Yeah, I want to send a big you to this disgusting fat son of a bitch who keeps leaving disgusting smelling turds in the goddamn toilet at the gym. Hey, buddy, we're not in a stink lodge. <laughs> Get it? Oh, yeah. Also, f*** you, New York. Next message. Capow! I want to get him first night. F***ing rock, man. Another second night. See you later. Capow! Next message. You know what I find f***ing funny? There's a homeless guy collecting money with a f***ing Yankee hat on. I'll give you money to go buy a I'm so glad you shared. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks.